welcome to episode 398 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What number are we at? 398, sir. 398. Okay. Well, all right. So I'm also adjusting my, my, my volume. So quick, say something. Hello. Welcome to the show. There you go. That's a lot better. There you go. I can hear you. I can hear you now. You're a little muffled. And I'm like, well, what's it going? But my headphones got a dial volume. So I had to make sure the dial was right. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> All right. How are you, sir? I'm <laughs> I'm doing great. I had a great week. How about you? Um, my week was okay. <laughs> just just okay. Okay. I've been a little I've been a little under the weather lately. Um with uh no fever, no you know, just achy and um stuffy head really. You know. Headache and stuffy well, the stuffy head's giving me kind of a headache constant headache almost uh, it feels like okay um then again my job ain't you know doesn't really help a lot with the headache part <laughs> <laughs> but i mean for the most part um nose stuffed up i i i have um, my head's achy you know but i mean outside of that i mean i've checked my temperature like two times today no temperature nothing you know i'm like all right well i hope i get better before wednesday because guess what I mean, guess uh, some big's happening Thursday then, right? If you want to be better by Wednesday, um, well, actually, no. I need to. Well, I need to wake up Wednesday and be okay. Okay. Because <laughs> my big thing is happening Wednesday. Oh, 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 really? <laughs> what would that be, sir? <laughs> I am getting a shot. <laughs> uh, I, about somebody, Tom. About somebody belt you one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the record. Um. Hospital called me saying, "Hey, we're doing shots right now. Um, do you want to come in on Wednesday for a shot?" And I was like, "COVID vaccine." I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure." Uh, only problem is, is that, like I said, because I'm not feeling too well, I'm not really sure if I'll be able to do it. Like, I'm, you know, I've got a call this week because I need to know exactly which one I'm getting. I said yes to the appointment, but I don't know which one. You know, am I getting the double dose or am I getting the single dose? Okay. You know, I don't know which one I'm. Am I getting the the, the popular? Uh, what's the most popular one? Moderna. No, the other Pfizer. One. Yeah, <clears throat> like everyone I know has gotten the Pfizer one, so I feel like that's like the the popular kid on the block. Uh. You know, so I kind of like. Well, I guess I should get the Pfizer, but then there's the other one that's two shots. I when I asked, I realized that the person who's on the phone probably doesn't have all the answers. Yeah, but the the answer they should do is at least have which one you're getting because when you ask it, you go, I don't know. You're just like, ah, all right, well, take, all right, I guess, well, <laughs> sure, why not? You know. <laughs> so Wednesday, I will be uh, getting a shot, maybe depending on, like I said, if my if I can't shake this cold, I don't want to have a cold and then get a shot on a. Yeah, well, that, I mean, else. see, they they'll they'll stop you. It's it's not like you right. walk in going, yeah, here I, I have my appointment, and you go in. You know, they they do because my my mother actually got her shot. It's like winning the like, lottery. It really is. With to, to find out you get these, the, the, you get the vaccination for this. It's like it's like it's like I won, <laughs> I won. <laughs> you know, my mom, my mom earlier in the week says she, you know, she got a call that you know she's their thing, and it was downtown at Nineteenth and Market. Now I know a lot, we're doing local here, you know. Uh, you know for the global show but uh uh 
for 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 us, we're in the like far reaches of our city, basically. Like right. like you know, and downtown's like a whole different world, a whole new world kind of thing. Because right. it's and it's not bad. Like don't get us wrong. Like like you know, we we you know people do tend to go downtown for different reasons or whatever. And uh, but I I tend not to for some reason. Yeah, you know, just because it's not my thing. You know. Um, so it was a little bizarre getting down there. Like, you know, I mean, I could drive downtown. No problem. I have, I have no problem. The only thing I always worry about is parking. Cause parking is a premium downtown because there's no, uh, the city streets are like littered with what they call, uh, 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 uh geez, now my brain's farting out, but basically it's, it's, you have to put a quarter in there for every so many minutes or whatever. It's a, uh, for to pay to park basically and then there's parking garages and that's what i did because i'm thinking i'm just going to park in a garage and screw it it's going to cost me a fortune but it's going to be worth it um uh, which it was because it was valet so it was even nicer <laughs> they took right. my of course though i, I got the kick ticket i'm thinking i hope that guy worked here <laughs> you get that feeling because you know you just pull up and this guy comes up out of nowhere he says yeah leave the key in the car <laughs> you can come on out and you're going okay and then they hand you a ticket i'm thinking all right i have a ticket to validate this but anybody can really do that (laughs) it's not like get a uniform on or something you know you know it's like i I hope i hope i come back which which what what it was but they they parked it for me because it was a hotel actually that's why they uh that's that's why they did it um but uh yeah i mean it's it's great you know but they 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 it's like three steps before you can even get the shot like you know or two steps before you get the shot i mean they fail they'll take your temperature they'll ask you all those questions do you have this do you have this do you have this because you have to tell them if you have any of these symptoms whether or not it's related to covid so you know so if a coughing or running nose or whatever that's going to be on the list uh (laughs) you know um, and then like I said, they'll take your temperature now. Like what it was funny this, to watch. Cause actually when I, I saw my mom later in the day and she still had them on there, they give you stickers. They, they, they put a sticker on you of your, of your temperature. Like, you know, so that way they can know that your temperature was taken and what it was. So that way, you okay. know, when you get the next phase, they know like you, somebody took your temperature <laughs> and you're okay. You know, basically. And then later they, they, you can't leave the place after you get your shot because, they want to wait you out and see if there's any reaction if you're you know if you're okay after taking this medication because it's you know it's totally unknown at this point so right. you know so they they for it's 15 minutes of what the, what this place did and they they put another sticker on her so she had these two stickers on one had 97 96.5 and the other one was 217 and she's walking around these two stickers on like all day at the yeah on friday when i saw her friday night i'm like uh you know you should take those off now <laughs> you don't need those anymore <laughs> so but uh yeah it's 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 what the process if, like if you get in the process is very uh, streamlined, you know, in a way. I mean, like, like you have to you know, get that that they stop you every so often to you got to go through this phase and this phase and this phase, and then you get the shot. So basically, it was just it's just so that they make sure that everything is okay before you they stick you in the arm with that with that needle. And, right. and, and of course, it's uh, my mother got the Moderna one. She didn't get the she didn't get the popular one. 
she got she got, she got the other one so but she was happy with gotcha. that so so i have to take her back in four weeks again and, and go through this process but at least i know now where it is and because like you know they, they give you an address and you're looking at it and it's it's just a big building and you're like where is it exactly is it is, do i have to go to a room like you know like there's a suite number or something you have to like start like asking all these questions but as soon as i went in there there was like this like it's like between two buildings there's like this um courtyard and there's this big sign that says it but you don't see it from the street view until you walk up to it and you're like oh there it is okay <laughs> so yeah like like they you know kind of like it's almost like hitting you in the face with it like here we are smack you know so uh so good luck i hope i hope it, i hope you get the the shot you know because uh, <laughs> yeah well you know we'll see like i said with the the, the stuff he knows i'm like Oh, well, I know it's on the list, but I don't have any of the other symptoms. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> so if you hear me coughing and hacking a little bit, it's it's because of that. Right. Um, I mean, outside of that, uh, my week was kind of yeah, dull and boring. Okay. Didn't really do much. Um, what about you? Sorry, your your week. I mean, obviously you took my, your, your mom to the right. shot. That was the end of the week. Uh, beginning of the week... Uh, I decided to actually, it was like last weekend. I didn't mention it in last week's show because, you know, you get to a point point. I'm like, if this doesn't work out, I should talk about it because, <laughs> you know, something's going to blow up my face and I don't know. Um, I fixed my TV. Right. I finally fixed my TV. Oh, congratulations. Uh, this piece we guess. Um, I, I figured out, I basically like, I found a serial number on a board. Like there's, there was like a, like a barcode number on a, on a board and I looked it up what it was and it was called a control board. There's a man. There's a there's a main board and control board on on most TVs. And I have a control board. That's where all your your inputs go into. So that's the one I had to keep pressuring to get those lines. You know, if you're, uh, those who don't know, I used to have these vertical lines on my TV. And it was Sean and I would do movie night on Thursday. It got annoying after a while. Like all of a sudden, like we watch a movie, all of a sudden, like multicolored lines would just appear on the screen. <laughs> So I'd hit the pause it and fix the screen or run over real quick and, you know, hit the TV almost and like get it to get it to come back. And a couple of times you had to, you know, wiggle something in the back to get it to work right. So finally, right. when Sean upgraded his TV, bought he gave me his old one, which was very, you know, his awesome. Thank you again. And so after a while, I was just like, I had this old, this TV and my wife's like, are you going to throw this out? I'm like, well, no, I kind of want to fix it. Cause I'm thinking if I, if I break it, it's not like I lost anything because I have, you know, your TV that I'm using and I'm, and I'm good, but I'd like to see if I could fix this TV, you know? And then I said, I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, if I, if I fix this TV, I'll give you, you know, this one. And you know, but so she was right away. She's like, when are you going to fix it? (laughs) What am I going to get bigger TV upstairs? It's basically what it came down to. And, uh, so I ordered from this place in, in Illinois, and it came uh, uh, Wednesday, and then Wednesday night I, I replaced the board. It was, you know, it's just a couple screws, a couple of cables. You know, you pop the cables out, and you pop the cable, you know, skins, and you screw the board, you know, back where it's, you know, in the same spot, and boom. And you could tell the difference, like, right away. Uh, the, the picture is really crisp again. Like, it's very, like, like when I bought the TV. That's like, it, you could see a difference in the um, screen quality. It was a, a lot better. So I was like, I was like, ah, I, I think I got it. Of course, though, when I was putting it on, there's this ribbon cable you got to put in, and it's hard to put the ribbon cables in if you ever done them. It's not the, uh, 
uh, it's like the flat piece of plastic e film that you have to slide into a, a connector and crimp it down kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever done that type of connection on boards, uh, Sean. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's it's difficult. So when I did that the first time, I turned it on and everything worked except the, the screen was black. And I was like, oh, geez, I, I broke it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I turned it off and I plugged it and I, I reconnect that cable again. And then, boom, it was it came up clear and and beautiful it's been where i've been trying testing i've been running it for like hours on end every day and turning it off and then you know waiting a while and then turning it back on and it's been it's been great so uh so i actually been watching stuff on it <laughs> this week as well so because the first thing i watched uh was think a uh, documentary on tubi uh you know because you you were recommending the chris Claremont's uh x-men which i watched last week and then i saw another one that i was kind of interested in it was called kirby at war um, it's about Jack Kirby, uh, the creator of the, the Avengers and, and Black Panther and Hulk. He, they had a, it's like a, it's a, not even an hour. It's like 54 minute documentary, um, about his trek through World War II. He's a, a World War, World War II veteran okay. and his trek kind of shaped his, uh, uh, art skills to what, what we know today and some of the styles and they, and they pointed out like where, like different battles and where he's, where he went to and stuff and how it translated to some of the imagery that we see in the comic books. Cause he would draw uh, postcards or letters to his wife of, of images of different things. So you, you would see the similarities of that in this artwork from this issue of a comic book. And they point it all out for you, you know, kind of thing. And they lay it all out. And I was like, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. You know, like, like they, the, where he got some of his ideas was based off of, of, of his trek through world war two. And basically it was the last year of the war. Like they, he was drafted in 1944 and then, you know, up until, uh, you know, the end of war that's 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 what he had to do he traveled uh you know through europe uh fighting the enemy and and stuff and it, it was interesting it was it's, it's, like i said it's not even an hour so i mean you know if you, you people waste more time you know on stuber things so if you have 2 tv which is free you can download and you can actually watch it online too but it's called kirby at war it was made in 2017 um i recommend it so and then okay. also I watched um, this weekend was a, a movie that I wanted to see for a while and I kind of forgot about it. And I think uh, something, something I can't now I can't remember what jogged my memory to see this movie, but I figured, you know what? I'm going to see this movie this weekend. It was called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Okay. And it's the kind of real, well, it's based on a true story movie on the accounts of Professor Marston and creating Wonder Woman and the lie detector machine, uh, right? So it, I started. I started watching it. It's, it was pretty good. I just never got around to finishing it. It was. It was. It was really. It was really kind of eye opening. You know, I I, I liked it because it was just. It was. It was. It, it you know because it's you know it's like you you kind of see where he gets some of the ideas from i mean you know based off of what they filmed you know how they filmed it because it's nothing you know it's i mean how much how much was real life or whatever but uh but it's it was just interesting to see they cow because it was like the first half of the movie is just basically his relationship with these two women his wife and this uh, uh research assistant that they hire um to uh in college that you know and, and how it grew from there and this uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, complicated relationship grew 
in, in life. Uh, so it was, it was, it was, it's worth a watch. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was worth uh, uh, definitely, you know, checking out. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I, I have it on DVD, but I did watch it on through Hulu because I'm lazy and I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> right. I don't want to go looking for the disc because my, my movies now are, are kind of in disarray because, you know, one of the two things after I was fixing my TV is now putting up shelving. I haven't started that yet, but I'm, I still have a bunch of movies that are scattered amongst a lot, a lot of different areas to, you know, piled up in different areas because I'm, I'm collecting too many too fast. Um, so that's, that's why, but I uh, figured, Oh, I saw it on you. I saw it on Hulu somewhere one day. I was like, Oh, there it is. You know? And then that's, I watch it, but I, I recommend it. So, uh, uh if you get a chance right. to check it out and then finally something else I just saw, um, actually Friday, uh, afternoon. Um, now, yeah, Friday, Friday afternoon. And, uh, it was, uh, I, I spoke about it last week was upgrading, um, and buying it for half off Paramount Plus. Uh, I bought, uh, uh, the CBS all access, uh, for right. 30 bucks basically for the year. And, you know, it was like, cause it was half off and the deal ended the day before, which was March 4th, the third of March, the end of third of March to, uh, buy it. Well, now they're re, uh, doing that 50% off. Uh, oh, okay. So if you know, if you, if you think now you can go to Paramount pause, sign up, you have to pay for a year, but you get it for half off. Um, and basically the, the, the there's a user code, uh, like they, they, you know, when you sign up, cause you first, you sign up for the trial and then you can set up to pay up for the year. And then you put in the word year, Y E A R. Um, and then you'll get 50% off for that year. Um, uh, so, you know, you can also get it for the, the $30 or, well, it's $60 and it get for 30 and then the hundred dollars, you'll get it for 50. The hundred dollar one is the, uh, commercial free version of it. So, gotcha. So, Jeff, so you know, for, for 50 bucks, you can get a year of the Paramount plus for with commercial free. Right. Or you can get it for, with commercials for thirty bucks, so you can save twenty dollars. Right. You know, so that's up to you guys. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I know, like you were laughing. It's like, yeah, you're telling, <laughs> you're saying to sign up, and it's hard. It's already over. So, <laughs> right. So, but I just wanted to throw that out there. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's it for me. Well, we're also supposed to be getting government money, so maybe you know, <laughs> splurge a little, go for uh, Paramount Plus. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, my week was, I guess, most most part uneventful. I did watch uh, Stacy and I watched a documentary last night on HBO Max. It was called "There's No I in Threesome." <laughs> <laughs> um, but. It, what it's about the guy is a um filmmaker documentarian documentarian yeah uh he wants to document his relationship with his fiance they've been going together for three years but right before they get married they want to explore their sexuality and open up you know the kind of like try to be almost polygamy like like hey you're gonna sow your wild oats i'm gonna sow my wild oats Maybe we'll sew wild oats together. That that kind of a storyline mm-hmm. um, in in it, and of course, you know, <clears throat> right away you can just kind of tell that things aren't going to go the way people he would want them to go, because <laughs> they set guidelines and rules. And one of the rules is, is that we're not. It's going to be same sex only. Like he was going to 
explore his homosexuality, she was going to explore her homosexuality. And I'd like to see, you know, same-sex partners kind of thing. Mm. Um, but she already screwed that up. She not, not screwed it up, but she already broke that rule. She was with uh, another guy. And so then he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll be with women too. Like there was just – you could just kind of tell like some of the rules that he – that that were in place she wasn't abiding by and that he was so he, he just kind of tell you he was getting walked all over a little bit um and the story you know takes it spins from there like he does eventually find like somebody he wants to be like amorous with and and she, while she's they're in um like they're in New Zealand and he's like at the southern end of New Zealand and she's like in the northern end of New Zealand and she um so she's kind of having a relationship with a guy up north while he's kind of sort of having a relationship with another girl down south. And it just just wasn't really – there's a lot of awkwardness coming from him about how he was feeling about it. Like he just didn't want to seem to be really open and honest about it at any point in thing. Hmm. And then there's actually – there's an actual twist to a documentary, believe it or not. Um, would you like me to spoil it? Oh, yes, please. Okay, spoilers. The spoiler is is, is that there's a point in, in the movie where, in the film, where she basically tells him she thinks they should break up because she's not in love with him anymore. He's like, well, when did you stop loving me? And, you know, she replied, when I fell in love with someone else. She fell in love with the guy that she was up with North with. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, spoiler, though, you're like, okay, we well, kind of saw that happen, but you also... The guy, Ollie is his name. I didn't feel, Stacey and I, neither one of us felt any sympathy for this guy because he was kind of a jerk, kind of an asshole, and he seemed to be more interested in the documentary than he was in his relationship. Hmm. You know, so it was no surprise that she leaves him. But the twist is, Ed, is that the girl he you see in the entire movie isn't his actual fiance, it's an actress because he was, it, they broke up while they were still filming it. Oh jeez! <laughs> so what he did was he got yeah, the girl's permission, his his ex's permission, and to finish the story with an actual actress, you know, like so the stuff that you see from his perspective is his perspective from the documentary of his real relationship. But whenever he was with her, like the the fiance, it was an actress. But they were just really he was just basically reliving old. He was basically reliving his breakup. <laughs> for back of a better, lack of a better term. Wow. Uh, and it was all this for the, for the movie. And even still, like it was like, wow, okay. I mean, I get it. You know, you suffer for your art. But he still kind of – still was kind of a jerk. Like he didn't I, – I get why you, you finished your film because, you know, you wanted – that's it's, it's your job and it's, it's what you wanted to do. But – and you got everyone's permission. You got her permission to be like, you know, her, his mom is his mom. You know, his friend is his friend. The only person that changed was the girl who was his fiance. That, you know, and and they kind of at the end, like the last 10 minutes of the movie is basically him explaining, you know, why he why she's an actress and what happened. And that's like some he actually played some real audio of the actual breakup between him and the girl. And it was like, wow. And they're What's interesting is that despite everything, he still is an asshole. 
like even after everything was all said and done, he's trying to cut this film together. There's he's showing scenes of what they filmed together with the girl who is essentially is the actress who's playing his fiance. Mm-hmm. And she at one point turns to him and looks at him. And she goes, "Wow, you're an asshole!" Like, like not even you figured he was trying to get like when you do something like this, you feel like there might be some sympathy for the person. Mm-hmm. But there was zero sympathy. At first, when they first started, she had a little bit of sympathy for him. Like, oh my God, that sucks. Of course, I'll help you out, finish your project. But by the end, when she's watching some of the, the raw footage of what he was doing, she was like, you're, you're an asshole. Like, you kind of got what you deserve. It was, it was interesting to watch the film, but not once did I feel like the guy... Well, first going in, I just didn't think it was going to end well for anybody. And by the end, I was like, oh, look, there's a twist. But I still didn't feel bad for the guy. I was like, I, I, I have zero sympathy for the choices that you made here. Cause, and not because of what you wanted to explore, but for your lack of – like when she started breaking some of the rules, he never said anything against it. Like you let you let her do those things when you guys have agreed to terms and conditions. And if you were going to break those terms and conditions, then – you need to stand up for yourself. If not, like you're just going to, it's the old adage of give them an inch. They take a mile type thing. Right. You know, but in, uh, in, in, in the girl's defense, he was so busy worrying about filming that he lost his perspective through the lens of his camera. You know? So it's like, no, no wonder why she wound up leaving you because you showed no attention to her mm. you were too busy worrying about camera angles and and like when he there's a moment in the movie where in the film because it's in a movie it's a film um that he is going on a date with another man and he films the guy and he's like do you mind if i film and the guy's like no cut to the guy still ollie's still filming you know and it was like his date lasted all of 15 minutes it was like 9 o'clock they go on the date he introduces himself says do you mind if I film and the guy says no he cuts to like you know he kind of like puts the camera down a little bit and then raises the camera up like oh, maybe he won't notice and then it's Ali sitting by himself going well it's 9.15 and our date is over um, didn't really appreciate the camera <laughs> it's like dude he asked it's like you just didn't care about what other people thought or, or how they felt about the camera shoved in their face. <laughs> it's like, no wonder. Like, kind of a jerk, dude. Kind of a jerk. And I can't say I'm, you know, you know there's also not an eye in loser either, but you seem to handle that one real well. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I also went down, this is a big weekend. The uh, Thursday is the big uh, Snyder Cut. Yeah. So, I keep circling the idea of rewatching all the all the movies in the in the run, like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, maybe even Suicide Squad. Just kind of, you know, because there's only what four of them in the entire run, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, oh Wonder Woman, maybe get the Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, since the second one's not out yet on on for purchase, um, physically that mm-hmm. is digitally, I think it is. Um, so part of me is like, well, I should go visit them. But I wound up watching Scott Pilgrim versus the world again. <laughs> a, a, a 
good movie. superhero movie, actually. <laughs> a very good movie. It is. It was, it's, I mean, watching it again, I was just, I don't know why. Um, it just made me want to watch it. I was like scrolling through and I was like, I forget what exactly what it, like, you remember, like, when you're when you're doing something and you're just going, I think I'm going to watch this. For no apparent reason, Just it just clicks in you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, it made me circle. And I, I promised myself tonight, like, since WandaVision's all done and over, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out this week, too. Um, you know what I watched also? The Assembled. Did you watch that? No, I haven't seen that yet. I, I, I actually was uh, passing through it the other day, and I was just like, oh, I should watch that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it was. It, I watched it. Um, for those people who don't know, assembled is Disney Plus. Is it's it's. It looks like it's going to be like a, a series of behind the scenes, basically a DVD extra. Yes, <laughs> uh, this is the best way to put it. A, a an hour long DVD special of like, hey, this is how we. If you liked Wandavision, this is how we did it, or you know some of the stuff that we had in mind, and, and it was it was interesting. But again, as a person who likes behind the scenes stuff, it was cool to watch. You know, see what made him come up with the idea, like, you know, finding out that they were filmed in front of a live studio audience. And, you know, it was it was it was it was very, very interesting. So I recommend it. It's an hour of time. Like, spend the hour. It's it's, it's it was pretty good. Yes. Um, so, you know, like I said, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out. Uh, looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll be like, you know, glued to it every Friday, you know, wake up. So I don't know. Um, probably uh, watching that, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much my weekend. Nothing really great or spectacular, to be honest. Um, I felt like it was kind of a light, a semi light week. Uh, actually, you know what? The internet's been complaining about Pepe Le Pew and, and Lola Bonnie still. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. You know. Uh, so uh, what else? Uh, like I said, uh, nothing really is coming out. It was kind of—I felt like it was kind of a slow news week, to be honest. Okay. I, but I felt the reason why I felt that way is because every other article was a Snyder cut article. <laughs> it, it just seemed to be like. Uh, well, I think I, at, I think at a time I think at the time we are living in now is the fact is is that we're just there's not much happening because of the way the shape of the world. I mean. There was there 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 are things that are that are happening like like uh, which 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 really to me never passed with major fanfare was the fact is is that which we did speak of the one was Batwoman came out on the CW but other CW shows launched like Superman Lois launched now oh, I heard I heard good things I haven't watched you know it I'll be honest I watched episode one did you really was I really wasn't that impressed okay um. Uh, I- Here's, I mean, it's 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 an interesting take on Lois and Clark. I mean, obviously they can't do call it Lois and Clark, but they call it Superman and Lois. Um, it's it's in a world where they're parents of twin boys. One has, uh, and and one of course is all star quarterback. You know, like blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, like the the, and then the other one's angsty. It's kind of like you know, dark hair, moody, typical. I'm going to say typical angsty teenager. Mm-hmm. And the whole... And again, I just saw the first episode. I do plan on maybe watching the second one. I was semi-interested, but I almost feel like it's very... Um, 
uh, I don't see any real surprises coming, personally. You know, when I when I watched it, I'm like, oh, like the big question is whether or not Superman should tell his kids that he's Superman. You know, that was the big hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, there, Daily, Daily, Daily Planet is being bought out by a major conglomerate, which is kick, you know firing employees. Clark gets fired. He's like, well, it's okay. I really do have another job, um, but you know, it kind of his kids don't know that he's su- Superman, and. His spoiler, Ed. Uh, how much do you want to spoil since you said you're going to watch it? I won't remember any of this, so go ahead and spoil okay. why. Um, the the Pac the Pac Kent's gone. Um, he passes away in the show, like mm-hmm. in the, like a flashback. Kind of Clark's kind of explaining like his like, hey, this is who I am, and blah blah blah, and um, like as if you didn't know who Superman was. I kind of annoyed me. Like, do you really have to retell his origin story? But all right, whatever. You, t- you do it in like you know thirty seconds. Gotcha. For the people who are new, like this Superman. I wonder what he's about. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, who's, this, who's the Superman guy? <laughs> right. So so they also kill off later on his mom. She passes away, um, and obviously the farm is left to him, sort of because the bank is owns the the farm because they did a reverse mortgage because. Ma Ken apparently was like a hero of the of Smallville. Like whenever someone needed help, they came to her, and she was very, very kindly was willing to offer help to including like putting a loan on her on her ranch on the farm mm. to help pay for things and stuff like that. So now, of course, the bank who the uh, the agent is Lana Lang, by the way. Okay. Um, she's you know saying like, well, Clark, you know, like you can you can sell them you sell them farm and you know you'll 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 get a lot of money because the farm is worth a lot of money uh and he's struggling with whether or not he should he should or he shouldn't because right before he his mom died they have this conversation and she thinks that the problem with the teenage boys is that the fact that they are live in metropolis that maybe they should spend some time out in the farm so clark is and lois are trying to determine whether or not they want to stay on the farm also amidst of having two teenage boys one's kind of pretty popular in school and one has a social anxiety disorder um the one popular in school of course is the blonde hair blue eye he's quarterback for the he's the he's a freshman quarterback on the high school team and it's never been done before he's like really a pro- prolific athlete so right away clark and lois think that you know maybe he's there's some dormant super genes in there, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they're going to manifest at some point, you know, so we should, and then Lois is like, well, we, that's why we should tell him. And he's like, I don't think it's a good idea because what, you know, because if he has them and the other one doesn't, it's going to be a problem because the one who doesn't, um, it's, it's Jonathan and uh, I want to say Joshua, but I'm not really sure. It might be Joshua. Um, but obviously one, Jonathan is like the superstar quarterback and we'll just use Joshua is the other one. Um, okay. Josh is the the angsty brunette, hates everybody, thinks Superman's stupid. Like they actually have him, Clark going in to see his son because he missed a therapy meeting with his kid, and he's out. He's in playing Injustice, and he's playing Raiden, beating the shit out of Superman. And he basically tells us that Superman's lame and you know kind of a dork, and you know he's not really into it. 
So, of course, you know, there's that moment, you know, makes you chuckle as the audience because now he looks real comfortable. It's like, geez, if he only knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're like just kind of struggling with like, do we tell the boys? Do we not tell the boys if one's got superpowers and the other one doesn't? He obviously already hates me. He's going to hate me even more when he finds out that not only am I Superman, but that his brother, his twin brother, has got superpowers and he doesn't. You know, so you're like, oh, here comes the drama. Right. That's but at some point they Clark has to Clark decides they're going to they're going to stay on the farm, um, but not before he tells his boys, because there's an accident at their grandmother's funeral where the boys get hurt in the barn, the barn that they're always told not to go to, got not to go into for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't, if you're, you know, but they go in and Joshua tries to fix the Wi-Fi signal and he falls down and there's these, I, I don't understand who does this, but there's these metal pipes hanging from the ceiling, just hanging, right? Well, they fall and Jonathan runs and, and basically jumps on Joshua and, and, and as the pipes come down on him. So, you know, the girl that they're hanging out with, who happens to be Lana Lang's daughter, runs out and says, oh, my God, there's an exit in a bar. And, of course, you know, they go out and Clark runs out, you know, and he's by himself and he does this X-ray vision, sees his boys are kind of unconscious. He takes one of the pipes, you know, throws them off to the side um, and the boys are fine. Concussion, like concussions on both of them. So right away, they're like, that's not right. What the fuck's going on? And so he finally comes clean and says that he's Superman. They both don't take it well, you know, for obvious reasons, because they've been alive for 15 years. And for 15 years, you've been Superman. You've been, you've been lying from us our whole lives. Of course, Joshua is the one who's really more angsty about it than, than Jonathan is. Mm-hmm. So because Jonathan, Joshua is on like anxiety medication and he's, you know, he's stressed out and he's social anxieties. You know, it's, it's like a real issue. Um, so they they kind of. Clark leaves him alone. Clark and Lois leave him alone, and the boys decide to go to a party. Or Lana Lang's daughter—I forget her name—she has shown slight interest in Joshua, slight interest. Um, so she invites him to come to a party out in the quarry. So he says yes because now he's all like, "Fuck you guys, I'm out of here." And he's at the party, and he's you know being kind of socially awkward with the girl. Um, they're bonding, and he leans in and kisses her and she goes whoa 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 what are you doing that's not why I want you to party in fact not only is she like surprised by it her big football player boyfriend is kind of what are you doing to my girl kind of thing so you're like oh boy well as that happens you see Jonathan runs out because now he's protecting his brother and they start into a big fight everyone starts getting a fight Joshua starts fighting you know some people and Jonathan's fighting some people and you know the girls kind of like oh my god stop everyone stop 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 and Josh gets mad and he has laser laser beams come out of his eyes blows <laughs> up uh, blows up a, a, a like a, a fire like a, a 55 gallon drum that's, drum that's filled with fire and makes it explode um, no one sees it of course it just explodes you know because everyone's so busy focusing on the fight he's kind of he gets mad he, and it happens and everyone runs the fuck out so then you know obviously Clark and Lois you know they, there's an explosion down by the you know field oh my god so Clark comes out and he you know comes out to find out what's going on 
and they basically say like you know like this is what happened you know thankfully no one's got hurt but josh has got the powers jonathan doesn't and jonathan may and jonathan seems to be really really cool about it because he's like you know all that means is that my i have a natural ability on the i'm um, i have a natural ability on the football field kind of thing jokes about it Hmm. um and i'm like yeah okay are you really do you like uh, okay um and then there's a then I'm like okay so they give the angsty kid the superpowers you know because he's got to come grips with being the son of Superman while also trying to suffer you know deal with his anxieties and things like that I'm like just just gonna throw more like it basically paints it to be like he could be a supervillain at some point in time like I just feel at some point in time you're gonna have Clark and him father and son in and out, out, out like in space or something you know. I, I don't see that at all. I actually see I see Jonathan getting powers later in the, in the series, oh, and okay. he's or, the or bad he guy. Kind of, he becomes like the Lex Luthor type. Yeah, tries to bring his brother down from the inside. But basically, like no, 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 no. I think I think maybe Jonathan will get powers as well, like later in the show, like as as it progresses, uh, and then all of a sudden he becomes a villain of the you know because right. something you know that they they you know he he like he gets. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dishonored, and they, or, you know, right. or, you know, you probably gets kicked off the team, team and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's like it becomes a thing, and then all of a sudden, now he's the bad guy of the. You know. Then, there, then uh, of course, uh, when all that, there's also a subplot going on, and I say a subplot, but it's probably going to be it's leading up. You need a big bad for the season, so the big bad is while Clark is trying, while Superman's trying to stop a um an a nuclear power plant from exploding there is a like a, a kryptonian symbol and he's like that's my home planet and obviously by the way too just uh, lois's dad who's the general general of the army mm-hmm. he knows he's, he knows he's superman okay so there's no like there's no big secret that he's keeping from lois's dad um but so they have like these kind of but his dad is her dad is kind of very much like you're Superman. You're on call twenty four hours. You don't get a day off. You can't just chill with your family. You know it, that's that's what you signed up for. And basically told Lois, you knew who he was. You knew who you were marrying. How do you expect him to ever have a? How do you expect to ever have a normal home life when you have Superman for your husband? You know, <laughs> like he he never gets a day off. Um. So she used, he says that because they're trying to figure out who's causing these nuclear power plants to go nuclear, to ch- try to explode them. You come to find out that there's a guy who knows Superman's real name is Kal-El and that he knows a little bit more about Superman than your, he basically tells him he knows who he is and where he's from, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And instead of he flies around in like this Almost kind of like steel, like this metal armor, um, fighting Superman, and he has a piece of crypt. Uh, um, he has kryptonite on him, and he actually stabs Superman in the kind of the chest with it. Um, he's Clark's fine; he pulls it out, you know, but not, not before realizing like, "Oh my god, how'd you get kryptonite?" Blah blah blah. But at this point, the bad guy's gone, um, and at the end of the episode, spoiler. It's Zod. Huh. You know, it's it's like he lands, he, he's like up in like the 
I'm gonna say North Pole probably, or at least they make make it feel like it's the North Pole. Walks upon a ship, and he's he's taking the helmet off, and you don't see his face. You see the back of his head, and it's like a a bald guy, and you know the, the his computer is basically you know calls him Captain Zod or General Zod or something like that. You know, you're like, oh, it's Zod. It's huh. like you're just bringing him in now, like. Where was like okay? <laughs> like it just seemed a little weird because he's like, "Well, I know everything about you, and I'm going to hear I'm here. I have to destroy you. No real rhyme or reason at the moment. Just I'm going to destroy you, and I know you already know your weakness, and I know who you are. Surprise! And again, it's episode one, so I'm not even like. I dip my toe in the water because I'm like, well, I got the CW app. I can watch it for free. Sure. You know, um, I'll watch a couple more, but I, it it's a Superman show. You know, <laughs> how many times can they go through the plot? I mean, it, here, what's the difference between this one and the other ones? He's got kids. You know, <laughs> one's got one's got powers. Okay. One doesn't. At least not that we know of. You know, oh look, Lana Lang's in it, so I don't like. It's like, well, are you? And she's married to a firefighter, by the way. And the firefighter is definitely like you could tell that he's Republican all the way about things, because the conglomerate that's buying uh, that bought the Daily Bugle is also buying up farmlands in Smallville. No one knows why, though. And, of course, the fireman's like, well, what difference does it make? Everyone abandons it. You abandon this to town. You know, like everyone – because Smallville is now like a, a small podunk county that no one lives in anymore. And it's all like back in the day kind of thing. So it's like, all right, well, he definitely is like – you can just tell he's like staunch Republican type of mentality. And I'm using that as, as a – it's the best way to kind of categorize him mm-hmm. or that character arc is the, you know – screw the man list here's a company that actually this guy cares about the people because he's actually doing something about it blah 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 and, and lois is the total we call it um democrat of the situation you don't think it's odd that this guy why would he care about anything about this con- this town you know and of course there, it, it draws a line but then you have clark and lana looking over at each other going what are you gonna do <laughs> you know <laughs> It's like, I feel like, well, why did you, are you, like, I hope they're not going to do the old, like, oh, he still has feelings for Lana, even though he's married, or she still has feelings for Clark, even though she's married. Like, I, I I'm like, I'm, I hope they don't do that, because it's, but of course they will, season three, they'll have problems in the marriage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just know it. <laughs> 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 uh, sooner or later, you know, they'll bring in a Wonder Woman type, maybe, or a Justice Society. Or who knows? <laughs> Look, your pal Hal is in town for the weekend. He's like, "Woo, let's go, soups, let's party!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, the, 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 when you before you broke into the uh, thing, I, I I would just say that you know, like, basically the you know. Like I'm, I've been watching Flash. Flash, the first two episodes of Flash have premiered oh. already, and uh, yeah, I'm not excited. How, how is it? <clears throat> that was still bad. It's, it's. I mean, was it? I mean, I think after, I think after the old crossover happened, you're kind of just like, yeah, you know what? Uh, battle out. Like just, 
like I, you know, like like I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm. It's not. It's 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 you 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 get the feeling it's just long, too long drawn out. Like this this like this should have this should have wrapped up last season, and now it's continuing on of this big baddie about this girl that's like the mirror master almost i mean i'll call her mirror master but that's the 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 idea right, that, I think you know. they're probably gonna call her mirror mistress right because i think they had yeah. a mirror master character already and they kind of it's like yeah we screwed that one up you know we have this you know storyline and it's just it, and it's just it's just bizarre and you're going all right you know and then and it, it's it, and of course the the whole subplot of uh elongated man is long is gone now because he got fired from Right. The show due to the whatever posts or whatever you know cancel right due to, due to old posts right yeah. so it's it's one of those type of things where it's just uh, you know it's 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 not there's really no subplot benefiting from this at this point so that's what you're that's what you're kind of missing so there's kind of <clears> like and like the, 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 there was always a Wells in it, this uh, which which I don't get why I'm like I'm like I'm not that big of a Flash fan to tell me like you know like. Oh, there's there's wells in every Flash comic book or whatever, but for some reason in the series there's always has to be a wells that they have to put in this this character of you know a uh, Doctor Wells one way or another, you know performing whatever task kind of like the science like the extra sciencey guy to come up with theories or whatever, and so like he dies the, the first episode and you figure out okay he's gone and then. Then they kind of bring him back at the end of the last episode in this kind of mystical way, and you're going, "What? Wait, what? Like?" Well, well, okay. I, I mean, I have. Well, the because well, see, this is weird because I feel like they kind of. I'm gonna have to watch it now, because the before the crossover event, the final crisis, so to speak, they had a multiverse, and they were Wellses from other universes mm-hmm. um, that is how they got away with keeping him on the show because he, originally he was Thrawn um, and he was the big bad from season one mm-hmm. but because you have John Cavanaugh I think his name is um, you have him hired he's a good actor so let's keep him around let's find ways to keep him around so they come up with this idea that you know there's wells in every planet and some of them are geniuses some of them are not some of them are you know like some of them are super geniuses so they find a way to you know because the the second wells was a wells from a different universe they kept him around for a while and then whenever you need thrawn you can have the double you know the double identity type thing going on but then at the end of crisis when they merged everybody into one earth there was a single wells left because all the other wells have died theoretically because yeah, but of... the, but that is the thing. Like like the last season was like it. It were all in his head. Like they were they were all the, all the Wellses were there. Oh. They were just they were just in his head, and so he would talk to him. You know, so he would have like multi roles basically because one was like uh, 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 a French uh, investigator, yeah. Sherlock yeah. Wells, and then there was you know there was a there was this drummer of a hippie kind of like, you know, Wells and he was the adventurer Wells and then there were scientist Wells. So it was like all these different Wells is, and then one, one, like the one they just, you know, kind of brought in real quick was actor Wells, uh, you know, uh, Orson Wells is what Orson Wells. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, he, they went there. <laughs> That's such a bad, Oh God. So, so, so 
<laughs> so you know, so you know, they all he, he like I say, he dies in the basically dies in the, the, the to bring the speed force back to back online because that was the other thing is Flash's speed force was dying and they had to figure out that like they right you know because that was the thing I'm like I'm like you couldn't re- you couldn't wrap that all up in the last season like come up with a new well season. they couldn't because of, because of COVID they had to cut their season short so this is pretty much the beginning this would have been close to the end of last season because COVID but, could. You- they had the, that was the that was the finale. They had a finale. Oh, they did. Yeah, they, that was the finale? See, we we waited we waited all for, for all this for like a year. Like this is yeah this is this is where we're at. Like they wrapped it up and it was like and it was like a cliffhanger and you're going, yeah. I don't think this is I don't think this was the 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 story arc you should end on a cliffhanger. Like this this wasn't it. You know, like kind of thing. Oh. And I'm like I'm, I'm like and I'm like because I'm like I'm like I'm gonna be dedicated. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. I'm I'm gonna see how this 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 shit show happens. You know, kind of thing. Because I'm not I am not impressed at all. I it's like every week I'm like it. Last week <laughs> after Wells came back, I'm like, yeah, why am I watching this show? <laughs> like, like because they what they did was. You know, and like they, 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 they think about Wells dying basically to bring back the Speed Force, and uh-huh. now it's the end of the episode because uh, they shut the Speed Force down because it turned Barry emotionalist into like a basically like a computer, and as that happens, where uh, um, uh, what's his name, the the Reverse Flash finds Wells and takes his body. Uh, uh, he Thawne that's it Thawne takes his body and buries it in a shallow grave that like apparently nobody looked for and nobody found all this time so Thrawn's back? so no 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 not Thrawn Wells is back because they show him basically they they, they do a super huge flashback basically from the beginning of, of Thrawn killing Wells and throwing his body in a shallow grave you know, via speed, you know, you know, and they put, right, he, put, right, right. he digs a hole and he puts a put the body and puts dirt on it, and you think that's the end of Wells, like that, you know, the, the original Wells from from our, right. our our this universe. So all of a sudden now, all these like particles start coming up, and now he's standing on his grave alive, and you're going. So wait, 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 okay, hold on. You're telling me they brought back the original Wells from the very first episode that Thrawn killed to take his place? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, see ya. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That is... I mean, you know what? Okay. Yeah, hear me out on this one. This is the only way you can get another Wells out of that. Because his body was on was already dead before the crisis. So, <laughs> so I guess in a way, you had an extra Wells in the... In, in your back pocket, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, had an extra wells in the well. You, it just felt like someone in the writers' room was like, "Oh, Kavanaugh, we killed him off. It's a shame." Well, you know, hold on a second. Theoretically, we do have another wells. He's dead, and they explained it. And someone went, "Phil, that's genius. We're gonna bring him back." <laughs> Uh, we're gonna call this one oil. So oil's wells that ends well. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. Uh, so now you're gonna make me have to watch it, just so I can see the, so I can see the wackiness. I've already given. Um, I 
there was an article. I don't know if I saved it. I don't, look, we'll get to news articles later. We talk about CW shows. Um, okay, so I can't believe they did that. Oh. <laughs> I just I was a little, a little shocked, like because I kind of watch. Like I usually wait till they're done, and I usually binge watch them on Netflix. Yeah, but I kind of now I feel like I should maybe kind of sort of keep up with it. I mean, Batwoman I'm already done with after the first episode. I was like, yep, saw how they did it. Still ain't my thing. Just not. Oh, I'll pass. Like the the acting's bad, the writing's bad. I, I know there's people out there who enjoy it. Just 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 ain't my cup of tea. Go go have it. You know, it's like people who really like Gotham. You know, I didn't give it enough time to actually really try to like it. Um, so like, all right, but Flash I enjoyed. It just seems like once they got it, once they got they took they were done at Arrow, everyone else went to shit. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree with you now wholeheartedly. Yes, I, 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 just after that was over, you're going all right. It was that was like the big swan song. It was over, and you're going okay. And you're going, hey, these shoes are still around. I mean, Arrow's not, but we still got Flash. We still got Legends. We still got, you know, Batwoman. We still, got... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Black, Black Lightning's leaving, but not before they have a spinoff show, Danger Guy or some Danger Dude. Or there's a guy on Black Lightning who apparently is popular enough for them to give a spinoff. Just as they go, yeah. Also, we're done with Black Lightning. <laughs> like we're done with Supergirl. Just just in time for Superman and Lois. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like okay, just in time to bring Supergirl into you know the DCU. So because we can't have two in the same time, can't have two in the same space. Don't for be confused. Reason. Right. The audience won't won't get it. Right, which is weird because if now, which now that I think about it, if you were to go back to the Flash, the, the Final Crisis, they had that big moment with Ezra Miller, his Flash, and Barry Allen's Flash. I mean, Grant Gustin's Flash sharing a scene together. That's right. Which which makes Ezra Miller's Flash dead because of the because of them shrinking it all in the one universe. So everything we're watching now at this point is kind of. Like anything in the DC EU, I guess, is now suspect to not even exist at all. <laughs> Unless you know, <laughs> I mean, in in some way, wacky way, shape, or form, right now there's somebody who's a big Snyder fan. Oh, no, it's all valid. You know, it said multiple times, and one's not nothing to do with the other. Oh, then why would you have that scene in the TV show? Because someone thought it was going to be cool, but now if you're going to, uh, okay, someone gets Star Trek on the phone. <laughs> like they do this, this, they do this, and someone get Doctor Who because they do this timey wimey stuff all the time. They can probably explain how it's going to be getting kick and work. <laughs> and if Arrow was so good that it wanted to break in the rest of your universe, why didn't you hire those writers? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe they did. They're like, yeah, we're out. Like, this this was it. <laughs> we pushed the limit, and we can't go any I further. Know write, I know how to write a great, great Green Arrow sh- uh, show, but I know dick about Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want me to write for Batwoman? I uh, I can't write that because I only know how to write for Diggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's crazy. 
Well, TV. I don't. You know, it's it's weird because since I've cut the cord, I don't watch a lot of standard television. I usually watch, you know, like something on Netflix or or movie or some sort. Now with the, all the different apps, I'll find something interesting to watch on the app. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a lot of things like, and that and that's the thing that gets scary about this after a while is the fact is is that like I barely watch any regular TV as well. Like my wife reminded me that that flash was on i want to probably watch flash like a, probably like it wouldn't have been on my radar like the thing about flash because it was so long ago like you know and i knew it was right. gonna start this year but it was like oh it's it's out already like huh okay uh, i guess i should watch it you know she's like yeah because she wanted to watch it so i'm like all right i'll watch it with you you know so i watched the first episode and i'm like yeah it's uh it's okay you know and then, and then watching it last year like <laughs> uh, you know, and, and and in a way, I'm like, well, I, I kind of watch when I'm watching next week. Is now I gotta I gotta hear what the explanation of Wells is now because like that was just not enough like for me, you know. And you're going right now. Now I need to know what what what, what their thought line was with this and see if see if it jives at all. <laughs> well, might say it's a bottomless Wells. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> and then now you'll see me writing in, in the writer's room at Supergirl. <laughs> not anymore. Not. I, I was going to say Legends of Tomorrow, but Legends of Tomorrow surprisingly is the only good one left. <laughs> yeah, and that was to me that was the terrible one that came out. Like when I first saw it, <laughs> right, like, it, it, it was the weakest of all the shows. But now it seems for it's it's like the it's it's like the little engine that could because it just doesn't want it, to. It's fun and it's interesting and it's silly and you're like all right well you got these wacky guys going through time and space just trying to right the wrongs or wrong the rights and last time i saw them they were witch hunting i didn't finish the most current season and i'm sure that probably started up the other day as well but you know i I know uh, it has that has that that has not been on yet so i'm kind of wondering what happened to well i think that's a spring like you have to wait until it's like a summer replacement show, because there's always like, there's always like twelve episodes. It's not like a full twenty-two. You know, hmm. you're looking, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like uh, let's see. May tw- May second. So yes. May second. May second. Okay. So yeah. All right, and just in time, they'll probably have some shortened season for Flash to tie up some loose ends, and then it'll be Legends of, or or they're gonna finish with Batgirl for the season, or somebody, and they'll replace somebody else. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yep. Um, on one show that I came, across, I still did stumble across um, on Hulu is a show actually. I have been watching some other stuff. Now that we're talking about it, I've fallen down a Wells. That's a joke that keeps writing itself. It's going to be a great show. Um, I stumbled. I'm a Craig Ferguson fan. Back from not only for stand-up, but at the late night show with Craig Ferguson. You know, saw him stand-up a couple times. But he has a show on ABC called The Hustler. Yes. Um, I've watched it. It's it's a really good show. It's a game show. A um, little bit of trivia, a little bit of you know like sleuthing, a little bit of lying, cheating, 
it's you know it's it's a fun TV show. But the reason why I, I brought that up is because I've also watched the Rock's TV show, um, Young Rock. Mm-hmm. I don't. I guess they couldn't get with that could because they couldn't get the the rights to Pebbles. Because he's a little rock. He's a pebble. <laughs> Had a barbar wing give up the rights for pebbles. Right now, a bunch of people just push pause and went, "Oh, I can't believe it's it's going to be a pun night." <laughs> oh, that was, uh, that was I, terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um, the show's cute. Um, it's got me a couple laughs out of it. I mean, he's he's in it. The Dwayne, the Rock Johnsons telling a story he's the plot is he's running for it's 2032 i think it is and he's running for president of the united states you know and during his campaign they're having like interviews with him and um randall park not randall park um randall park is the uh, action guy um agent Wu from wandavision mm. he's he's in it in the first episode he uh, he's well, he's been in a couple episodes I've seen. He is the guy, he's the anchor talking to The Rock, and he every once in a while I'll be like, you know, I used to be an actor. I guess <laughs> in the future, I guess he's given up acting, he's become talk show host. And he's talking to The Rock, and Rock is explaining like where he came from and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was it's been a pretty good show. I think I talked about this last week. I feel like I, I talked about this. He and, did. That, you, you did. Uh, but I think it was a couple weeks ago, not last week. But I could be wrong. It could be last week. No, no. Because I, I remember being shocked. I was like, hey, Rock spent some time in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I remember saying that on the show. Yes. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I, it's still, okay, fine. I retract everything I said. The show sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I've been, I've been continually watching it. It mm. is one of the shows that's in rotation <laughs> when I'm not. Pondering else when I also want to watch. I'll I'll go through Hulu. Oh look, new Junior Rock. You know, is on. So I'll I'll watch that. Uh, you 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 tell stories. You keep drawing from the wells. Uh-huh. See, see. Uh huh. And you find one, you gotta use it. <laughs> yep, yep. You got It's it's gonna be that word that just pops up. You know, all's wells that ends wells. <laughs> Anyway, Wells, enough about that. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what's coming out in Blu-ray and DVD? <laughs> All right, let's do the releases of the week. Uh, right. First movie is called Rad. It's coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. Um, it is an old 80s movie. I think it's a biker movie that... Uh, it's it, it, Christian Slater? Uh, Bill Allen, Lori Loughlin, and uh, it was directed by Hal uh, Needham. So, so they're gonna. Okay, I was thinking of Gleam in the Cube. I think I was thinking of okay. uh, Christian Slater, where he was a, uh, a a skateboardist. Ah, okay. Now you know this is this is this is an old BMX uh, competition type of movie. This was like the biggest movie in the eighties for kids uh, back in the day that uh, you know we know neither of us probably watched. So, <laughs> I, I wanted to throw that out there because somebody <laughs> did. <laughs> somebody did. Uh, I, no, I, no, I didn't watch Rad. No, I did not. I watched Gleam the Cube. I thought that was good, but uh, Rad, no. I never, as not a BMX biker yeah. person, those movies never really kind of, I never gravitated toward those kind of movies. 
Okay. And it was in the eighties. It was like, oh, look at you! You're, you're, uh, rad looking bicyclist, edgy. <laughs> yeah. What else you got? Uh, we have IP Man. Uh, uh, Kung Fu Master is coming out on uh, the Blu-ray and DVD this week. Uh, I know there's an IP Man series, and that's the next film. It came out in uh, 2019, so it's coming out this week for okay. you to uh, release. Uh, Titanic's getting re-released there, kids, on a Blu-ray and uh, digital copy. So if you want a digital version of that long movie, I know Sean does, uh, <laughs> you can catch it this Tuesday. <laughs> And then uh, Legend of Kimura, the complete series, is getting a Steelbook limited edition Blu-ray, but it's also coming out on Blu-ray as a regular Blu-ray uh, for those who like the uh, Avatar mo- uh, series. I think it's a, a spinoff series of that one. Oh, yeah, the Legend of Korra, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a definitely, uh, they took one of the characters and spun her into her own show. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that is it for releases for uh, movie and TV. Uh, let's move on to video games. All right. Uh, there's the Kingdoms of... Alamore uh, Re-Reckoning, developed by Kelio and published by THQ Nordic for the Switch, and that'll be on Tuesday the 18th, or I'm sorry, 16th. Then there is Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game for, developed and published by Milestone SLR for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Stadia, and PC, and that'll come out on 16th, the Tuesday the 16th. And then it will be uh, Mun, uh, Mundun, Mundane, sorry, uh, developed by Hidden Fields and published by MWM Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, Switch, PC, and that is also Tuesday 16th. And then we have RBI Baseball 21, developed and published by Major League Baseball and uh, Advanced Media. Uh, for the Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, Android, and that'll be on Tuesday the 16th. That's odd that they don't have PS5 there. I just wanted to point that out for some reason. Uh, next is Samurai Showdown, um, right. developed by SNK and published by uh, Athlon Games for the Xbox Series S and X, and that'll be on Tuesday the 16th. Then we right. have Survivors of... Sapphire Wings, uh, Wings and Stranger, and Sword City Revisited. That is a complicated title. Developed and uh, by Experienced Incorporated and published by NIS America for the Switch and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, the sixteenth. Then we have Stubbs. I'm sorry. Oh, it is Stubbs for Stubbs the <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you don't. This is what you get for not reading these things ahead of time. Stop the zombie! Oh my God, that is the name of the game. In Rebel without a Rebel. Oh my God. Oh, hold on, Eddie. I need a second. This, this is the dumbest title. <laughs> Speaking of fonts, here we go. Stubs the zombie in Rebel without a pulse. Developed by Warlord Games and published by Aspire. Uh, for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, that'll be on this Tuesday the 16th. That's so funny, but I, I got to check that out now myself. But anyway, uh, Jack uh, Gian is, uh, is uh, developed and published by uh, Broccoli. 
Swear to God, for the Switch, and that'll be on Thursday the 18th. Then we have um, Maglum Lore, developed by Fiesta. Sorry, uh, Philistella and published by 3D, uh, D3 Publish, Publish, wow, PS, for the PS4 Switch, and that'll be on Thursday the 18th. Then we have Marvel's Avengers, developed by Crystal Dynamics, Edios Montreal, and published by Square Enix for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and that'll be on Thursday the 18th. Then uh, we have... They're really, really, they're releasing it for those, those systems? Oh, boy. <laughs> Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> then we have Plants vs. Zombies Battles for the Neighborville, developed by PopCap Games and published by Electronic Arts for the Switch, and that'll be on Friday the 19th. And then we have, finally, Root Film, developed by... Kato... Kato... Shit. Kato... 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 Kato Kawa Games and published by P-Cube for the PS4 and the Switch and I love me on Friday the 19th. And there you go, kids. Alright. Well. Um, that's a lot. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of stellar titles, I have to say. Though I am slightly interested in Stubbs the Violet. <laughs> Stuffs the zombie and roll without a pulse. I, it's probably stupid, but it sounds fun. <laughs> All right, well. Okay, and I got some news. Okay. Um, This past week, uh, I started watching the Tom and Jerry movie, by the way, on HBO Max. I don't know if you've watched it at all. No, no. I've, I was, I've been thinking about watching it, but I was like, ah, you know, it's, it's not like my top of my list, but. Well, I, it's a shame we weren't. You and I both weren't watching it on March eighth, because you know why? No, why? Apparently, Justice League: The Snyder Cut leaked accidentally replaced Tom and Jerry on HBO Max. Damn! <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, apparently, numerous social media reports show the four-hour director's cut uh, instead of the kids' film about a cat and a mouse. Um, apparently. People were sitting for a cozy family. They were sitting down and were getting ready to watch Tom and Jerry. And they said that the movie was going to be four hours long for a long Tom and Jerry movie. Woof. But instead, it was Zack Snyder's, it was the Justice League. <clears throat> so, of course, there's people, you know, posting on Twitter like, holy shit, if you play Tom and Jerry movie on HBO Max, Zack Snyder's Justice League plays instead. Uh, fired up Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, and the Snyder could start to play. Um, reports of this error began a few hours. Began a few hours ago. Again, this was on the eighth. Again, I don't know why you guys fucking say anything. Um, reports of the error began a few hours ago, then were widespread across social media. With the Hollywood Reporter confirming it, and was able to access Justice League briefly. Uh, reports indicated that many users were able to watch an hour or two of the movie before their sessions were cut off. Uh, since then, the film appears to have been fixed, and now only plays Tom and Jerry instead. Um, obviously, like this article reached out for HBO Max, but they got nothing. <laughs> They're like, we ain't saying shit. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna squeal, you ain't gonna squeal like a pig. Instead, HBO Max uh, put out a statement and said, Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max, and the error was addressed within minutes. There you you bastards. You could have kept your mouth <laughs> shut. We all could have seen it. Yeah, you gotta ruin it for everybody. Spoily sports. 
Um, <laughs> all right, well, speaking of HBO Max. I, I guess that well's dried up. No! <laughs> Go ahead. Well, Ed, well, Ed um, you might want to keep an ear to the ground, though, because apparently HBO is planning a documentary on an actor who is, uh, I would say, pretty much an icon. Um, well, was, but now his star is, is, is very tarnished. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would, depends on who you ask. Uh, definitely had a fall from grace back in the, I think, 80, 90s, I think. Um, kind of, oh, I'm just going to bury lead. Apparently, HBO is doing a documentary on Paul Rubens. Really? Paul Rubens. Yes, it's basically, uh, it's Pee Wee Herman. Um, basically, they're, uh, they're in production of a two-part documentary about the life of Paul Rubens, the man behind Pee Wee Herman. It's a co-production between HBO Documentary Films and Alara. Uh, the film will be produced by Uncut Gems director Josh and Benny Safi, uh, their partner Sebastian Ben McLeod, as well as Joker producer Emma Tillinger Koskov. Um, Matt Wolf is directing. Um, apparently, oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, I just had sort of like a, like a ding, ding thing. Um, so. Paul Rubens actually has a, a statement. Uh, he's like, I've been working, it's quote, I've been working with HBO since they called at home box office. I'm honored and excited to continue my long history there. I love HBO, but I'm not going to marry him. Um <laughs> 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 So it's going to be told in two parts. The Rubens documentary it's going to trace the life of the imaginative artist between behind one of the pop culture's most unlikely icons, Pee Wee Herman. Um, it's going to starting for those people who know Pee Wee Herman started off as an improvisational comedian and stage actor with the Los Angeles-based comedy troupe the groundlings back in the 70s uh his big break came when he was introduced the world to the herman character in 1982 in a comedy show in los angeles uh, the show would sell out for five straight months with hbo producing a special around one of the performances launching rubin's career then over the next decade he would appear as Pee Wee herman in two two big movies uh, Wee's big adventure and big top Wee. then it hit the true peak in CB- when CBS gave uh, the green light to his Saturday morning show called Pee Wee's Playhouse, which ran from 1986 to 1990. It was a really good show, by the way. I mm-hmm. remember watching it a lot um, with my sister because my sister was six, and I liked Pee Wee Herman, so I was watching it with her. Yeah. Uh, Rubens, uh, any child growing up in the family remembers the show for fun energy. Rubens brought to the character the knowledge and education provided to kids in a Sesame Street sort of way. Um. Wolf, who's the director, is like, we all know Pee Wee Herman. It's time for the world to meet Paul Rubens. I can't wait to share his story. Um, sources say the documentary is expected to focus not only on on Herman's years, but also include Rubens' post-Pee Wee decades when he put on a boat, when he put the bow tie away and focus on acting in projects that include Ben Stiller's Mystery Men, Buffy the Vampire Slayer of the movie, um, and Blow opposite Johnny Depp. Uh, Rubens eventually would bring Herman back out of retirement in 2016 in the Netflix movie Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which Rubens fan Judge Apatow produced. Uh, given how private Rubens has been over the years, this will mark the first time that will document his life, and given the early ties he has with HBO, it makes sense that 
be they'd be the one to tell the story. Um, I'm interested in it multiple reasons. One, I like I said, I like Bob Rubens. I like not only do I like the Pee Wee Herman character, but I also like the other stuff that he's been a part of. Uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He also did a small stint in uh, the Blacklist, um, and always been. And I thought his character in Mystery Men is freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering how. I wonder how deep they're going to go with this documentary, because those people don't know, and I'm probably spoiling a little bit. Maybe um, he got in trouble. I, I'm, I'm sure everyone's noticed. I, I can't think why people wouldn't know the story but then again maybe it is new to somebody during the height of the Pee Wee Herman years he got caught in an adult movie theater masturbating now it was an adult movie theater it was you know porn um, that's when they had adult movie theaters and of course he was caught he was arrested for a decent I guess a decent exposure I believe it was Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know he didn't. I don't. I don't believe you. I think he paid the fine. It was out in Florida. Paid the fine and went about his way. However, being the culture back then that it was, obviously people wanted his head. Um, well, it's a thing. I mean, it's, it's 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 that kind of thing where, it, and, it, and it, it's true. Like over and over again, it's just like anybody who's who does child education in a way because that's that's the thing i mean you gotta you gotta think of it no matter right. how you put it i mean that's that's the way it was like the he, anything that is inappropriate that that's a lot assigned with that it becomes you become the most evil person in the world so like right he's doing all these kid shows he did the saturday morning kid shows pb's playhouse you know kind of thing and the little kids love them and all this kind of stuff and all of a sudden now He's fine, you know. Found masturbating in a in an adult theater, you know, uh, you know, not, not Pee Wee Herman, the actor, you know, the actual person, right. you know, he wants to get his groove on or whatever. Right. He's in. He's get this mug, the mug shower. He's got a goatee and all and everything. Like it, it it's obviously him with facial hair. But I, yeah, I remember that. It's dark, dark times. Right, and and that, and that's the thing. And I mean, and it's just like, and like after that, that's kind of like when like you really saw more and more of the fact as like anybody who was involved in like any kind of kids television in, in, or, or movies or any way. And they, and that they have a bad reputation like that. That's just like the huge, like black mark that you can get. And, you know, it's just like, and that hurts you even like, even if you go, okay, I'm not doing kids stuff anymore. I'm doing more adult things. They're going, yeah, you know, you, you, you're best, you're just bad you know press at this point and it's not it's going to overshadow any work that you do from now on you know? right. and it's going to take like a long time before you can come back in this world and that's that's what he did i mean i think though he, he did very well for himself like i he was one of those uh you know actors that that really kind of you know i mean he was in he was in a lot of minor roles like through through time but he was able to you know niche out a career that uh you know, now he can come back. <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I, I kind of this. It's weird because I feel like, um, you know, after that happened, he obviously disappeared. No one saw him. He was, you know, um, a public enemy number one for a while. And and I say unjustly only because he wasn't hurting anybody. He was. He, it's it's I call it the crime of stupidity. Like you're a famous person surely you should have that stuff available to you at home. You know, because this is 
really before the internet, porn and all that kind of stuff. Um, like again, there was movie theaters that people would go to. Uh, I I just feel like there's that moment where you like you're you're so rich, you're so famous, you are beloved by adults and children alike, and yet you one might argue self sabotage yourself by going to a place where you know that the ability, the possibility of getting caught is there. Now again, it could be part of the thrill for him is the potentially getting caught, you know. But I just felt like. After he got caught, it was a lot of people were like free peewee because you know it, the adults, the adults of the situation, I think felt the non prudes of the situation felt like look he wasn't was it stupid yes were children involved no you know are you gonna have you have to it basically came a crime of like I don't want to have to tell my kid what he was doing. You know, it's like not having that conversation with their your your child about how Pee Wee was, you know, pulling out his funhouse. You know, <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just you know, you went into the, the deep of the wells <laughs> of that one. <laughs> the word of the day is masturbation. <laughs> well, the 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 idea though is is that like you know like like. You, like you said, it was pre-internet days, like, and it was, it was, you know, like the the internet was very, you know, small at that time. But that's the thing, like, like not many people of that of that era, um, you know, understood the internet, you know, for 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 pornography or whatever, you know, that that was, right. the, you know, that wasn't the you know initial intent. I mean, we well it was, but let's <laughs> let's let's dance around that one for a while. <laughs> but, but the but the the idea is is that like you know like the uh, the the reality of it is like like people only know how they know like how they get things like the old days of like how like the smutty magazines everybody knew you know like you you never spoke of it but you knew where those magazines right. were and that you had to ask for them you know when you went to a bookstore if you went to a you know a gas station or you know a, a place that go sold magazines go to a, go to a video store behind that beaded curtain with right. all the magic. <laughs> You know, and, and, and like you, you wasn't like wasn't discussed, but you knew like like you just you, right. like you saw it once and that like stuck in your brain now forever. So like like probably for Pee Wee in his life when he grew up, like to see adult entertainment of that caliber, he went to an adult, you know, porno place, you know, and watched them there, you know, because it wasn't like you could buy videos, you know, well, you could have, I guess. I so, I mean, the, now, like, was, now I'm like Rolodex was, in my brain, like of the right, timeline, you know, there, like there were VCRs, there were Betamaxes, you, there were video stores that you could have, there were adult bookshops, you could have gotten any paraphernalia that you needed to, to, you know, have a good time by yourself. And that's why it's always been kind of suspect. Like maybe there's, I always kind of feel like there's a part where you're so wholesome and you're so pure that there's that there's all of a sudden there's a part of you that instinctively wants to rebel against that and be go and go to the extreme completely other way. Like one might say, and it's probably a bad example, but you know, Lizzie Lohan or Miley Cyrus, you know, they have an image of, you know, a wholesome person, but then when they finally get to break free from that image, they go the opposite side. It's like, it's like a pendulum. They're so jacked up on one side that when that pendulum's free, they swing way past the point of like 
what some people would say normalcy to almost the extreme. And then eventually they do swing back and they level themselves out because I believe Miley's done that a couple times and Paul Rubens has done that as well. Like, um, I just, but I think there's always this inherent thing of like when you are that famous and you're known for that one thing that it always seems to fall like you by something stupid. Uh, it for him it was it was this, but I just can't help think like. You probably have a big ass mansion. You could have had yourself a soundproof room and a home theater for yourself. Yeah, you but could've... but that's the thing. Like, like was he like what? Like, like you know, may, maybe he was living a, a good living, you know, kind of thing. Because like we always assume, like you know, like oh, you're on TV, you're you're you're, you're you must be making the big bucks and all. And it's just like sure, it's not always the case. It's just like you know, like I don't, I don't think I don't think he was pulling down a million an episode. No, by no means, but. It was definitely comfortable enough, and he was, I would say, famous enough to maybe bring home six figures, you know. Right, and I, but it's just like you know, but you know, like like the, the, that's that's the thing, like you know. But like I said, like 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 growing up, like you know, like we learn certain things, and like that's how we do yeah. things because that's how we learn. Like we we. You know, now with technology, I mean, we we can we can get like pretty much anything now off of our TVs without even blinking an eye. You know, like kind of thing. You can watch any anything entertaining and the comfort of your home. You don't have to order anything, like you know, because you're you're not you know you're not like doing mail order anymore, or, or you know, or, or or even go in a store. You know, half the time for for that kind of stuff. Right. So it's like you you can you can do that like with a with a with with a couple clicks. You know, and that's it. Like. But like we know about it because it's now 2021, and we're we're we've grown in that society, and especially in the last like 10 years or so. But like you're talking like 1990, 19, I don't even know what it was, you know, type of thing where like you know, where it was much internet, and like you know, so like knowledge of that wasn't like spread around like wildfire, you know, like because somebody could post something on Facebook or or Twitter or whatever, and it it could seem be seen by a billion people within minutes, you know, of, of, of a posting and not even realize it, you know? And then like people, right. people are in the know now, you know, of that or whatever. So that's the, that's the idea. It's just like, like, I think Paul Rubens, I mean, granted it was stupid. Like, they're going to be wrong, but I don't, I think that's how he knew. Like, well, it's like, Hey, I, I, he might, cause it's like, I'm on HBO. Like I'm not on ABC or CBS or no, he was, I'm sorry. Yeah, you it know what? No, he, he was an idiot. <laughs> I take that back. He got caught. I'm looking because I'm looking at Wikipedia. It was July of 1991. He was arrested for indecent exposure in an adult theater in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, the arrest set off a chain of reaction of national media attention that charged the general public's view, changed the general public's view of Rubens and Pee Wee. The arrest postponed Rubens' involvement in major projects until 1999 when he appeared in several big budget projects, including Mystery Men and Below. Um, of course, since 2006, he's been making cameos um, in numerous project, projects such as Reno 911, 30, 30 Rock. I mean, he lists down a bunch of stuff. Uh, he also voiced the role of Pavel in Disney's uh, television series Tron Uprising. So, I mean, I, I, it's 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 weird because it's it's you know it's, as a, in 1991, the internet was a baby. Um, he could have gotten the stuff. I just I don't know. Like I said, you know, we're talking about his TV show, but we forgot that he fucking licensed his likeness to a bunch of shit. Toys, dolls. So I don't think Pee was hurting for cash in 1991 where he was like, you know what I, I need to do? I need to go to a movie theater and tug one out. 
know, I, you know, all oh, the stress. Like he probably, I just, I don't know. Like again, we'll never. I mean, maybe the documentary. Will, I'm hoping that the documentary touches upon this. <laughs> touches upon him. <laughs> <laughs> Joke word itself. Just stumbled into that one by accident. <laughs> you fell into the wells of that one. <laughs> Let me go back to the wells for that stuff. Um, I, I just feel like they're going to have to, you know, if you're going to do a documentary, you, everyone is going to watch this going, this is all fine and day, but when are you going to get to 1991? <laughs> When when do you tell us how it all went south? When are we going to see his penis? <laughs> right. What are you going to talk? Are you going to talk about it? I mean, I think enough time now has has passed that you probably could talk about it. He'll probably be like, "Yeah, I was an idiot." But, uh, there's got to be, like, because in my head, it's like I'm going, "Why?" I don't. I mean, I understand why you did it because you have an urge. Maybe you're relieving stress, whatever. But why there? Why? Not at home. Why not with your own? Like, couldn't you? No one was not buying that. That wasn't Pee Wee Herman with a goatee. <laughs> you know, especially when someone's like, "Hey, aren't you Pee Wee Herman?" He's like, "Yeah, I know you are, but what am I?" Like, I, <laughs> like, you know, when you're sitting in a the movie theater and it's all dark and you're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the thing that's probably scary. It's like, uh-huh, 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 oh, <laughs> he's a rebel, a loner. <laughs> I call everybody Dottie. <laughs> I just, you know, uh, oh, it's Mr. Cherry. <laughs> just, um, just like you just just. They have to mention it. They have to bring it up, and they have to talk about it. Because I don't think I think the documentary would be cheating, in a way. And it's probably why it's two parts. Because you figure you got into the first part was leading up to him becoming Pee Wee Herman, like who he was, and at least being like, okay, here was top of the world, and that's when it all came crumbling down on one night in July of nineteen ninety one. You know. A, a year is so nice that you can spell it forwards and backwards. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Just, you know, the anagram of years. That's where it all went sh- tits up for Pee Wee. <laughs> you know? Tits up, penis out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So maybe that's for the second one. Like I hope they I hope they release both at the same time though, because I feel like you're know, like, oh, here's part one. You gotta wait a whole year for part two. I'm like you sons of bitches. Who's <laughs> <was> just <laughs> Hey, you know, it's not out now, but I hear it's coming soon. <laughs> Make sure you wear your raincoats. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> there you have it. That's that. That's you know, that's what's coming out there for that one. Um, but Ed, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, apparently, I don't know if you knew it or not. Since we're talking about CW and superhero shows, did you know that they're actually making a live action Powerpuff Girls TV show? No. Uh huh. No. Yep. 
I made sure that I got this from the most reputable source I could possibly find, the Hollywood Reporter. Okay? Uh-huh. The CW's Powerpuff Girls revealed it's Dove Cameron. Uh, for those who don't know, she plays Meg from the Descendants movies um, from Disney. Chloe Bennett, who is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she was the lead girl, I guess. And Yana Peralt, who I got to be honest, I don't know who that is. I knew two out of the three. Two out of three ain't bad. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the trio will star in the live action pilot uh, from Heather from Heather Rangier, Diablo Cody, and Greg Berlanti. So, t- again, I feel like two out of the three names I recognize. Greg Berlanti obviously brought us the Berlanti verse, which is Flash, Supergirl, all the Arrowverse people. Diablo Cody is the person, the woman who wrote Juno and wrote Jennifer's Body. Um, so I, I think she's an Oscar winner. Um, it's funny, Dove Cameron. How I know her from Descendants. They don't quote her for this. It is she's from Liv and Maddie, uh, Chloe Bennett, Agents of Shield, and Yana Peralt, which is from Broadway's Jagged Little Pill. So apparently, she's probably playing the Alanis Morissette person in that play. They've been tapped to star in the network's live action take on the beloved cartoon network's animated series. Uh, this is ordered to pilot, so that means ultimately that it might not get picked up. Um, but you know that, that it's the pilot's going to get made, so keep an eye out for bootlegs in a comic con near you. I guess if it doesn't get picked up, uh, I, yeah, I hope I hope we get to see this somewhere. I really do because I'm I I mean like I this to me, you know I after you said that and you said some names, I'm like oh I did read this and I I have to say this to me was the most fake thing i have ever seen in my life <laughs> and, and and again i think i i think i did the same thing i wanted to find a, a reliable source because i'm like this is bullshit this is this is not, and it's like no it's real <laughs> it's really happening and you're like and it's just there's just some of the names are just you're like really like what happened to these people <laughs> well okay so last month um the drama revolves here's the plot around the powerpuff girls who used to be America's pint-sized superheroes. Now they're disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more than ever? (laughs) So (laughs) Cameron's going to play Bubbles, um, who's the sweet disposition when America's heart is a child. She still sparkles as an adult, but her charming exterior... uh, Lyle's an unexpected toughness and wit. She's initially more interested in recapturing her fame than saving the world, but she just might surprise us and herself. Um, just to let you know, Cameron earned a daytime Emmy for her role in Disney Channel's Live and Maddie. Um, she's also the Count's Disney's Descendants, and NBC's Hairspray Live is among her credits. Uh, the casting reunites Cameron with Bennett, who previously worked together on ABC's Marvel drama Agent and Shield. Okay, so I didn't know she was on Agents of Shield. Um, Bennett is set as Blossom, who, though she was spunky and conscientious, little Miss Perfect child who holds several advanced degrees, Blossom's rep- repressed kitty superhero trauma has left her feeling anxious and reclusive, and she aims to become a leader again. This time on her own terms. 
Perrault. No, it was going to round them out as Buttercup, who was the rebellious badass of the Powerpuff Girls in its heyday, more sensitive than her tough exterior suggests. Buttercup has spent her adulthood trying to shed her Powerpuff Girl identity and live an anonymous life. Uh, Perrault was most recently seen in uh, Broadway at the Atlantis Morissette musical Jagged Little Pill. Um, before the pan- before the pandemic, the singer was poised to join the cast of Hamilton. Uh, she's she's read by uh, based on the original cartoon of the animated series. The characters created by Craig the Kraken, uh, Heather Regineer, who helped produce Veronica Mars and Sleepy Hollow, and Diablo Cody Juno will pen the script. Uh, the duo will exec produce alongside Bolanti, who obviously I don't need to tell you who he is because we just talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you have it, Ed. There is going to be a live action Powerpuff 20 something show, possibly. At least it's being developed and it's being filmed. So that, again, being ordered to pilot means that they're going to make the show and then they're going to shop it around. I'm assuming CW gets for its bid since it's, you know, they call it CW's Powerpuff Girls. So they're probably going to be like, yeah, well, what's more, it's better than one Supergirl? Three. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, this is either going to be like the greatest show ever made or this is going to be the biggest train wreck that hit the station. That you're gonna be. I am, I'm excited. I, <laughs> the more it's like I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm just gonna be in disbelief that like until it's there like it, it, it's gonna be like yeah they really did it they, the sons of bitches they did it <laughs> yeah all right well uh I mean I I like the cartoon the cartoon's fun and entertaining um I don't know how I recognize two out of the three of the cast so I'm like okay. Are they going to bring Mojo Jojo in it? Are they going to talk about that kind of stuff? Or is it just going to be like, well, remember back in the day? Like, are they, what happened to their, the professor or their dad? Or I forget what they called him. You know, like, or is he still going to be in it? Who are they going to cast to cast him if he's going to be in it? Or is it going to be one of those things where he's at the end going to be like the big bad to try he's like I did all this to get you guys back together because I love all three years but that's the reason why I murdered 7,000 people (laughs) (laughs) I just knew you just need a little little push (laughs) you know (laughs) that's and I figured if I went on a mass killing spree without hiding my identity it would bring you three back together and now you could be the the heroes that the world needs you to be arrest me (laughs) 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 wow Uh, (laughs) I hope they don't do that one (laughs) I just gave you season one (laughs) or at least episode one that's how they get the gang back together there's the pilot Mm -hmm. there's the thing that drops together or what's going to happen is it's not going to be that that evil it's going to accidentally happen, meaning that he's came up with an idea to bring them all together, and it's gotten out of hand. So he, they need to pull together as a team again, save everybody. They're mad at him, but they're all. But so he's not like going to jail or anything like that because everything wound up being okay in the end because no one got hurt or anything like that. But it's still one of those like 
oh, well, now that we're together, maybe we should do something because I haven't seen you in a while. You'll find that they're probably all living in separate lives in different parts of the world, something crazy. Mm. But in the end, dad will probably, might still be around. If he is, he is. If he's not, he's not. But you're going to need some sort of a, like, headquarters and maybe, who knows? (laughs) So, yeah, we got that. Um Speaking of bad ideas, huh. this is this is again coming from what I would say is probably not the uh, most reliable source, uh, comicbook.com. <laughs> uh, Ruby Rose addresses the possibility of returning as Kate Kane. <laughs> talk, talk about going back to the well. Uh, you've got to be kidding me. Uh-huh. Um, which makes me just feel like, okay, so now there, if, if you are asking her that question, that means someone is worried about something somewhere. Because as we talked about the first episode, they I assumed they killed her off because she was in the plane that went down. They didn't find her body, which was convenient. But, you know, in case you did want to bring her back, you could. But we're not even, what, four episodes into season two? <laughs> and you're... You're already thinking about. You're already asking her. <laughs> um, still, Kate's off-screen storyline is still is, has still factored into Batwoman um, in a way that has made some fans wonder if Rose could potentially return to the series in some capacity. In a recent interview with Comic Book Movie, Rose addressed the possibility of her returning as Kate Kane and argued that she would do it only if it made sense for the story. I mean, I'm obviously moving on to other roles, as I think I've done about three films since. So right away, that just comes off as, bitch, I'm here promoting one thing, and you're asking me about Batgirl, Batwoman? Really? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would totally do it, she explained. Uh, I, don't think it would ser- I don't think it would serve the story, because I think building a new Batwoman is more important than going back too far into Kate, into Kate Kane. But of course I would. I would absolutely do anything they wanted as far as that. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched a couple of episodes. I think how they're handling is beautiful. I think it's her time to shine. <laughs> okay. There is uh, six episodes right now, and I think, uh, well, it's, it must be on a Hades, because the last one was uh, February 28th. It was last aired, so, uh, you know, unless, unless it's came back now. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. But, uh Ruby Rose returning. Um, She did say, you know, like um, the potential of her return is out in the open because because opposed to killing her off entirely. Still, as Rose pointed out, Kate's return would have to be balanced by Ryan's ongoing journey as Batwoman, and in a way that would in a way that wouldn't diminish the new character story. Um, And again, to continue the quote. To be honest with you, I did consider the soap opera version for a hot minute, selfishly, because we had a couple episodes already written, and transition-wise, it would be seamless. Um, we already started breaking season two. Um, showrunner Caroline Dries previously said dealing with Rose's exit, but upon further reflection, and producer Greg Berlanti helped me make the call, and he's way smarter about this other stuff, and he's like, you know, I think we should just reboot the characters in terms of reboot Batwoman as a different character just to also respect everything that Ruby's put into Kate Kane's character. So, um, I, I just, 
I think I think that if you're already addressing per- stuff about that person coming back, I think that you are that you're that that shows in danger. There, there, there's something. Yet, there's something that some 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 head of some place went. No, this is not. This is not the way we wanted this to go, and this is not working out for our whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like somebody somewhere is obviously they're looking at numbers and they're looking at advertising dollars and they're looking at, okay, how much money was being brought into the show and how, and that's going to determine whether or not the show gets more money put into it for season three. You know, I kind of feel like they're going to give them a season three because they feel like they need to. I I just kind of feel like there's a lot of, there'd be a lot of pride swallowing over there. If they were going to go, yeah, you know what, this didn't work. We're going to cancel it to season two. I think that they're probably going. You know what, you're going to, you got one season, season two, and to try to make that character whole and as a believable Batwoman. If not, we'll give you a season three to try to straighten that out again, and then after season three, you're done. I, I again, I don't think I, they got that. I don't think they got the season three far. I, really? I really don't. I, I, I think CW can then, I mean, the only thing is, is they go, well, we're going to have a big hole in our lineup. What are we going to do? That's that. I think I, They already got a plan for that. It's called the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Someone <laughs> went, you know what? We got that one very strained or active. Not, we got three cute little superheroes just waiting to come in and take her place. <laughs> Name of the Powerpuff Girls. They're sassy, they're classy, and they kick ass and take names. <laughs> Drop that woman like a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holy Cartoon Networks, Batwoman. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's just oh, it's just that. <laughs> I just think when you're six episodes in, you made a you know the. Like again, like I'll say it again. They are six episodes into season two of a new Batwoman, so she's got six episodes under the belt. And and again, if the interview, I don't think the interview was with Comic Book Movie. Maybe it was Comic Book Resources. It was probably a sit down like a press junket type of situation. Because I do see that that Ruby Rose has got a couple movies on Vudu. You know, it's like in theaters now, so she's probably doing press tour with you know with one of those movies. And you know somebody because they got comic book whatever in their name had to go and ask if she was if she thought about returning as Kay Kane. You just know it, but you can just tell by her opening statement going, "Well, I've been doing other things since then." Like you, you can you can hear the sass in her voice at, in there, or at least I can. Like the you know I've been doing other things since that since then. That's why I'm here, tool. But that's that's the the problem. I mean, I don't I don't I don't care who the interviewer was. You know that that's the thing. Like it's 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 not the 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 to me the itch is not scratched on that story. Like that story is not over, and that's the that's the whole idea. Is like they're gonna ask in so many different ways. She she's never gonna outlive Batwoman, Ruby Rose. She's not. Right. It just it's just never gonna be so because I'm not I just pulled up her IMDb here they have a uh, acting for a cause which is a TV series I guess she was in an episode of that and then the doorman that was the that was the the movie that she had heard on that she was you know basically that's part of the reason why like the whole Batwoman series kind of faltered because she was blaming an injury that she had on Batwoman 
that caused a problem, but they think it's from this Dorman movie. And since you had no really no insurance on that movie, since it was, it was like a low budget movie, that that's that was the issue of why. And they were trying to use the insurance from Batwoman to uh, to do that. And I think that's what Claire's. Um, and then it's uh, Sass Red Notice. That's the next movie here, and uh, I guess that's the one she was promoting, and th- that's why she got to ask that question. She's got a couple of things. One is complete. It's called Vanquish. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that's the one I saw on Voodoo. I think. Well, that says it's complete. It's I don't I don't know, but Sass uh, Red Red Notice looks like 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 it's been it's done and it's out. Uh, one Up is in post production and pre production of the. Uh, legitimate wise guy. Okay. So uh, yeah, so that they're the two, the the one up and the those two are not even don't have dates there, so they're they're still kind of being worked on. But maybe Vanquish is the one you saw. I don't know. I have to look up here real quick and see. No, don't bother. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I do it myself. I'm a big yeah. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look in the wells myself. I'm looking at like new releases. I'm like, okay, I don't, nope, nope, nothing. I'm just, I'm looking because it's like a yellow background. She, I think, like she's standing over, like her, it's like her head, like a, a superimposed picture of her. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, while you're looking, I'm gonna continue on, right? Okay. Because this next one is because we talked about, um. We talked a little bit about DC. Let's look look at a little bit of Marvel. Uh, WandaVision considered bringing Aaron Taylor Johnson back as Quicksilver, just to let you know. For those who don't remember, he was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, but they killed him off. And for the TV show, they brought in Evan Peters, who was Quicksilver in the X-Men Fox run. Um, however, there was a conversation. Um, a, again, this is... And get to it um, during a. Well, let's see. I'm trying to get the actual name of the person here. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Shankman. I forget who Shankman is. Uh, that's the showrunner, I believe. Uh, well, the, the yellow. Let's just go back to real quick. The the yellow around was the doorman. So that's probably the movie that. That's made. the one I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. doorman. All right. All right. Guys. So anyway, so there were. Back in, back when they were doing WandaVision, there was an actual conversation that said that there was definitely a conversation about bringing Aaron Taylor Johnson back early on. Um, I think Kevin talked about this publicly. Shankman told comicbook.com in an exclusive interview. Um, but it was ruled out fairly early on, and we've already got Vision from um, back. And so Agatha bringing Pietro into this world, fake Pietro into this world to further her agenda. Uh, and so having that be a recast and so having that be recast Pietro worked out our worked on our meta level I don't know if this person is just badly typing or badly quoting um, I'm going to paraphrase it so that way I can just make it sound somewhat intelligent um, having the recast <laughs> Pietro worked on their le- on on a nice level for them but also made sense thematically when we're talking about grief which is that grief clouds your judgment and you're willing to believe things that you wouldn't there you're living in this fantasy of if this is my brother even though i don't know or feel that he's my brother i'm willing to accept it because i miss him so much um 
having read many, many fan theories, it seems in many of the TikToks and social media memes, uh, Shackman is aware that while much of the audience enjoyed seeing Peters at work at, with Marvel, there exists a portion of the audience which longed for the multiverse connection. Uh, he said, I know there are some disappointed Quicksilver fans out there. Uh, it worked on so many different levels that ultimately I'm happy with the decision that we made. Um, so, there's that. Um, Why would you never consider bringing back? Never consider bringing back other characters from the, uh, such as Ultron. Um, some mischievous person added James Spader to our IMDb page years ago, and he's never been on the show. Mm-hmm. Ultron, I mean, the character is referenced, of course. Uh, Geraldine brings him in. Oh, you stupid pop up! Um, some mischievous person. Uh, he's an important part of Wanda's past, but he didn't have a role to play in that story that we were building. Uh, so there they thought about it they just you know they thought the story that they were trying to do pretty much was from the get go Um, also since we're talking about WandaVision uh, the WandaVision director explains the show's commercials and how all your fan theories were wrong (laughs) okay so um it's Matt Shankman. Uh, Shackman, by the way, is the guy they were talking about. Uh, so they had commercials. I don't know if you remember those commercials. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, well, um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Just trying to see if there's any. If they, you know what? Screw that. I don't like that article. It's all glitchy. Screw you guys. It's all I'm going to go, let's go, go with somewhere else. Go, something else. You know what, Ed? Disney's cheater is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because <clears throat> apparently over in China, they re-released Avatar into movie theaters. Really? Did you know that? No. Uh-huh. And because of that, it has now recaptured the number one spot in the all-time top, top grossing movie of all time. Really? Uh-huh. All right. So this is from Variety. It's 2021, and Avatar just overtook Avengers Endgame as highest-grossing movie of all time. All right. So apparently, um, James Cameron's groundbreaking sci-fi epic held the ultimate box office crown for a decade with two point... I'm just going to round it up. $2.779 billion worldwide. All right. Um, well, actually, I better be more accurate. Seven point two point seven two billion seven hundred eighty nine million billion dollars. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, two point seven eight nine seven billion, and Endgame beat it by two point seven nine oh two billion. So a handful of millions there, Ed. Okay. <laughs> But Friday, Avatar, this past weekend, Avatar returned to movie theaters in China, and it grossed $3.5 million, pushing its total haul to historic $2.7926 billion. After this weekend, Avatar took back the top prize with $2.802 billion. So, <laughs> well, now it's $2.81 billion. Yeah, so it's 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 right, still so it's still it's still out, I guess, in Japan, China. Avengers, 
It looks like Avengers needs to go back in the movie theaters and make another $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> but it says, um, obviously, we're it's someone who, who, who um, someone quoted, we're proud to reach this great milestone, but Jim and I are most thrilled that the film is back in theaters during these unprecedented times. And we want to thank our Chinese fans for their support. Producer John Landau said, we're hard at work on the next Avatar films and look forward to sharing the continuation of this epic story for years to come. And Marvel Studios did uh, do like a little tweet going, congratulations to Ed Jim Cameron and John Landau for all the Navi Nation and all the Navi Nation for reclaiming the box office crown. We love you 3000. Of course they are. Because it's also owned by Disney. <laughs> Disney, yes, that's it. It's like make <laughs> make make a tweet, put a tweet out that we like it. We like that. Thanks. Yeah, it's like really like <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's basically a person having a conversation with themselves. <laughs> that's it's like, just, like, oh my god! It's, it would be like me sitting in my office going, "Hey, you know what? I just I I I'm the top. I'm the top one in my office." Oh yeah, well, Sean. Guess what? I just outtopped you by ten million dollars. No way. You're awesome, Sean. I know, Sean. Thank you. I we love you. No, no, we love you. <laughs> like it's, just, it's ridiculous. Now, now, granted, I'm sure that that of course fuels, feeds the fan of flames of like you know the. MCU haters are not going to be out there being like, oh, see, ha ha, a movie that's X amount of years old can still knock you guys out, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, Avatar, I mean, Avengers is the first movie to do hit that milestone the quickest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what took Avatar several, it took Avatar several re releases to achieve. Endgame was able to accomplish in three months due to an unprecedented demand that may never again be replicated. Um, Avenger Endgame was in uh, was a culmination of 21 movies that spanned over 10 years. It became the must-see film event of the year as the Avengers teamed up to take down the ultimate Betty Thanos. I, we don't have to recover. I think everyone and their mother saw Endgame at least twice. Hmm. <laughs> um, the re-release in Avatar in China comes as, as the country is experiencing unprecedented box office demand while recovering from the coronavirus pandemic. Already several movies in China, including Detective China Man, Detective Chinatown 3 and Hi Mom have reached blockbuster status. Meanwhile, in North America, hardly anyone has been going to the movies and ticket sales have been falling flat as Hollywood studios continue to postpone their buzziest releases. Um, though Avatar was released by 20th Century Fox, Disney now owns the property after the company's merged in 2019. With Disney's acquisition of Fox's film assets, the Walt Disney Company houses eight of the ten highest-grossest movies. Um, with more than $2.5 billion in global receipts, Avatar and Avengers Endgame are in rarefied company, the third highest-grossest movie of all time, which is Titanic, which, is, <laughs> which grossed $2.47 billion. Star Wars The Force Awakens and Avengers Infinity War are fourth and fifth. Um so yeah and <laughs> so right now culminated uh, <laughs> 2020 domestic films grows by major minor release studios right now Warner Brothers is winning just for the just to let you know by like they have like 60 million dollars whatever it's more data um, <laughs> anyway so yeah so congratulations Avatar you uh, now have reclaimed a throne that was you know in two short years congratulations how soon do you think before Disney 
puts Endgame back in theaters. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's got to be it. There's got to be a what do you call it? A, an anniversary of some sort to 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 put it out in theaters for a little while. Especially now with you know theaters still being the way they are around here. Um, in fact, Ed, speaking of anniversary, if I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, my Facebook memory says, "Guess what happened 11 years ago?" I'll never guess. You and I became friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Happy friend anniversary! Happy friend anniversary! I did. I, I, I did have a. I did see something. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. It was a. It was a picture of the two of us together at a at a convention. I think it was like the first time. I think that was like when we were we were first started the show. It was like that was the, that's when this like that's when this picture came out. And I was just like I was like oh that's right I remember that because we were <laughs> there was a stormtrooper that was holding the head of Jar Jar Binks. If, right. If, if you remember that moment. <laughs> so now now what now what Disney should do to celebrate our friend anniversary is re-release Endgame in theaters so it can you know get an extra hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars to reclaim that top spot. Either way, the mouse is still sitting in office going. All we are doing is we're just printing our own money now at this point. Because <laughs> that's Cause... basically it. That's you're right. That's exactly it. So it's like just put that movie out again. We'll we'll, we'll make a couple. We'll make another fourteen million or another fifteen million this way or another twenty million this way. You know, you know, it's nothing to put it out in the theater. You know, at this point, you know, Cause that's the thing. Like right. like the like at this point the the I think Dizzy's probably working on the perfect storm to trying to find probably they're going to do it with with, with Black Score Black Widow is the fact is they're going to wait for the United States to lift the restrictions and then that's when they'll release Black Widow in the theaters. I don't think that will ever see Disney Plus until after you know it right makes a run at a theater because I don't I don't think that's a, a, a movie that they're you know because I know they're doing the they did the Ryan the Last Dragon as their uh, latest premiere yeah. movie you have to pay 30 bucks for I, I was kind of surprised by that i thought that i thought the move i guess the mulan thing worked out for them to be able to go like hey shit let's do it again well i i i'm like i'm involved in a lot of disney groups and a lot of people do talk about those so there is there is money to be made like they they did you know they did make money off of of it they you know it wasn't like i don't think what they were expecting but it was it was a lot better than they anticipated as the worst case scenario. So that's why I think they're doing it. But I, like I said, I only think they're going to do that with certain movies. They're not going to do it with every movie. Uh, you know, they'll just postpone movies until uh, the theaters are, are, you know, can be robust again and, and the, the, the fear is gone. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, uh, people by, by August or, or, or September start like a late nut, late, uh, summer kind of spree of of movies you know that's the you know going to be the next wave and you know that's that's where all the money's going to be coming back you know because people like to be annoyed in the theater <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you also have to keep in mind it is the only movie right now that takes place before the avengers i believe you know like it's it's a movie that stands alone by itself. I think at, at some point. I don't know how it ties into the rest of the thing because it's it's a movie about a character who has spoilers. If you haven't seen Endgame, um, <laughs> is has died. You know, so this movie is like a, a movie from the past. So I I feel like well, how is this going to 
is it going to tie into anything in the future? Because I have another article here since to go bounce back to WandaVision for a second. Doctor Strange's no-show in WandaVision has Benedict Cumberbatch apologizing to fans. Um, I don't think he meant that, like, I can't believe people like they're boycotting it. But, you know, um, there is a... um, He's like... uh, it's a he got yeah let's see. In an interview with the Courier, Cumberbatch was quite apologetic about his non-appearance. He and this is the quote: "I'm sorry to disappoint you. That would have been fun, I guess. Uh, it would have led, it would have led into Lizzie's involvement with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But ah hell, that's all to come. Uh, we're in the middle of it now. We've been filming since before Christmas, and it's very exciting. So, um." I feel like because of the fact that, you know, they're filming the second Doctor Strange, I mean, I'm hoping that, and also I think Spider-Man, also Spider-Man 3 is also being filmed at the same time or around that same, or they've either, they've either finished or they're just, just getting ready to wrap up. So you have these um, moments of like, you're going to have two movies that are now continuing the line where... WandaVision left off. Uh-huh. Like you're gonna have you're gonna have Falcon and the Winter Sol- Winter Soldier starting next week. That's gonna continue the story to move forward. But then you're gonna have Spider Man three, and you're gonna have Doctor Strange two. Black Widow right now is is the odd woman out, so to speak, because it's a movie out of time, mm-hmm. basically, because it takes place well before any of these other events. So it's weird about where you're gonna put it. Like I know. I do believe you're right. Disney's going to wait for the right time to put it out in the theaters, but you can you can keep something in the oven too long and then it burns. Like yeah, I mean, I, I don't, it, now it can backfire. Now, now you're talking about. It. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're probably right. Like, I don't think I don't think I think this is going to be released. It's going to make money. I'm not going to say it's not going to make money, but it's not going to make as much money as they're going to anticipate because they're holding on to it too long. And you're right. It's it's, it's saying it got it's going to get burnt, and like, people are going to not care because they're going to be they're wondering what the next phase is going to be because there's so much else else going on that you're kind of like, well, where, where's, where's this all going to fit in? Right. I, I mean, the only thing that, that is might be, might save, and I don't mean say like, I, I mean, I'm, I think, the, I think you're right. I think the movie will do fine. I think it'll do well. I think they'll, it'll win whatever box, whatever weekend they decide to put it out at, but they're hopefully they have something in there that will tie into what's happening now. Like I know that they, they introduce, you know, um, two other, heroes um the what's his face from uh stranger things he plays i'm gonna have to go look that up um they bring in uh what's your name sister like they bring in they bring in extra they bring in extra characters right uh so i'm like all right let's see black widow black widow well, that's the thing. I think that's I think that's the big tie-in is not so much her it's just, you know like it, i think it's the fact that like She's going to; those characters are going to be like kind of the next part of the next phase of the. That's that's why they're there. That's that's, you know, like that's kind of like the 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 next iteration is going to be those characters are kind of being a replacement. She's going to, her sister is going to be a replacement of her, in the in that like Marvel universe and maybe, yeah, David Harbour's in it. Ray Winstone. I mean, you're going to have characters. I mean, they just give you like the character's name, but like uh, Dave David Harbour's uh, Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova, which I believe is supposed to be 
Natasha's sister or sibling at some point. So like, okay, well, if you're going to have those two people into the next iteration, like maybe not necessarily Spider-Man, but maybe Doctor Strange, maybe in some other form, in some other fashion, you need to have them tied in there somewhere. And that would be the only explanation of them milking Black Widow's release. Right. Be- because you could it could set something up for one of those two other movies that they don't want to release yet because they're not ready yet I, I don't know it just seems very weird that they're not this movie just seems to want to be like yeah you know we'll put it out when we're ready well okay like uh, if you say I, so I was saying there, there, there's got to be a big reveal in there that that you know we're, we're not seeing obviously because they 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 right. they hide it well that's the, the thing I mean it's just it's one of those things that they, they do very well. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's like, there it is that <laughs> when you finally get to see it, you're like, Oh yeah, it was worth right. it. Yeah. You know, that, was, that was worth the, the, the long wait, the anticipated wait, you know, I don't think it's going to be like as exciting because like I said, like it's been too long and, and, and because of the pandemic, it's, it's hurting it more than it's helping it at this point. So, you know, people are going to be kind of like, yeah okay another another marvel movie that like it should have came out before but didn't did a blah, blah blah so it's it got hurt that way but uh right let's see it was supposed to come out in 2020 wasn't it this was kind of last year so let's say it comes out 2022 mm-hmm. you know um someone's gonna you inevitably someone's gonna type i i already see the first tweet i waited two years for this <laughs> You know, oh well, clearly Black Widow wasn't worth the wait. You know, <laughs> just, Disney could have done all of us a favor and released it on its streaming service, and that way I wouldn't have felt like I lost money. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care. It's another superhero movie. I'm all for it. Yay! Um, but. Speaking of superhero movies and where things are put into its place, I'm gonna. We started off the show with the Snyder Cut. I'm gonna go back to it for a minute. Okay. For two minutes. Two minutes. Got two more articles for the night. First one. We're gonna debate these. First one is Zack Snyder confirms that his cut of Justice League is not canon for Warner Brothers. Okay. So, translation: Don't expect a sequel. <laughs> All right. This is comes from Geek Tyrant, um, the article. So I'm gonna take that for what it's worth. Um, it seems like a lot of DC fans have been looking for clarification on where Zack Snyder's Justice League stands in the DC EU. Is it canon? Will it override Joss Whedon's version of the film? The answer is no. Uh, Snyder confirmed in a recent interview with DC Cinematic Cast that his four-hour cut of the film is not canon for Warner Brothers, Whedon's film will hold on to that spot. When specifically asked about this, the filmmaker replied, It'll be interesting. It's interesting sort of sort in the DCEU, or whatever it's become, that that it's, that it's that trilogy comprised of Man of Steel, Superman v, Batman v Superman, and Justice League sort of insulates itself in some ways. It becomes like it's own thing now and it doesn't really rely on you know and I said I famously said that it's true Uh, this is not saying anything this isn't controversial but you know Warner Brothers is it that 
this film, My Justice League, is not canon, right? Canon for Warner Brothers is the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, right? That's in other, that's in their mind, that's canon. And what I'm doing is not. Everything is not. So it's just an interesting so it's just an interesting that relationship. <laughs> Clearly he's stammering. Um I feel I, I hate when I have to read quotes like this and they're all over the place because it makes me sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't need to read quotes to, to, to accomplish that. I but, can do it all on my own. I can do it all by myself. Uh, but, and, he's like, and I'm fine with it because I feel like the only way that I could have made this film with autonomy was because of that. Because of me admitting and agreeing to the fact that it is not canon. So it sounds like he had, they actually pulled him into an office. <laughs> he, that might sound disappointing for fans. He goes on by saying, uh, I understand the frustration. If someone was frustrated by that concept, I wouldn't say don't be frustrated. I wouldn't say don't be frustrated by it. It's fine to be frustrated by it. By it. I'm frustrated by it. But I would say, though, that there is a, there is a different, uh, the grandeur, greater concept for the DCEU is on another road. And there is nothing I can do about that. That is just, it is what it is, and it's not my decision. <laughs> so let's let's do some translating. Uh, sounds to me... Go ahead. You, you go first. I would say it sounds to me like he... He wants to do another movie. Like he's like he's like he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on track to do my my vision of the DCEU my way, and this is this is the way to do it. And Warner Brothers is going, no, you know. And then of course though you're going, well, let's see what the fans say because if the Snyder Cut is like the most you know they get more subscriptions because of it. And the viewership of it is way up there in terms of like, yeah, this is the only thing people are watching on this, you know, on the uh, uh, app, you know, kind of thing. Then Warner Brothers going, fuck, we got to We got to do another one. Like we, we got to make a sequel out of this or, or you know, or, or continue on with this the continuation story. So that's how I see it. Like he he probably got told told by the suits in, in no certain terms that you're going to. This is it. This is like a one and done. Like we're just we're just doing this to promote our HBO Max. And, you know, you're just the fuel and we're going to pay you X amount of dollars, which, you know, you can't turn down for some reason. And then that's that's it. You know, like. That that's how I see it anyway. I, I I see it as the they they pulled there was enough hullabaloo and they're like, Okay, well let's sit down, what can we do here? Because clearly people want it. We have an opportunity to to make money off of this via our subscription based thing. Let's see what we can do. We'll sit down with him, we'll figure out like I, I don't I feel like it's very mud. The waters are muddy because he lost his daughter during the filming or during at some point in time during the making of the movie. Um, and he left filming to go take care of the family business. And again, by all means, he should have. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is only like half the story. I always feel like there's this kind of like, for me at least, there just seems to be this underlying tone of they weren't happy with him. And this was an opportunity. They they capitalized on a tragedy to get him off board and to bring in somebody to make what they would consider a tentpole franchise movie. Someone who had it in the past, regardless of whether what you personally believe in, Whedon 
as a person, he delivered results as far as not one, but two Avengers movies. So let's bring him in, see what he can do. We He's good at taking notes. He knows what we want. He's a good he's a good corporate guy i guess you might say mm. you know he can he can give the old like we're, he's a, a gun for hire so to speak we bring him in he fixes it up we go about our we go about our business that happens it makes okay money it doesn't make the money that everyone was hoping it would make because you know for whether you liked it or disliked it it is what it is then <clears throat> release the Snyder Cut happens because enough people talk about it and, and basically willed it into existence because the film was probably has to be recut special effects need to be worked out I mean clearly look at um, not um, who's the uh, who's the bad guy in the Justice League not Darkseid but the guy who was before Darkseid the guy Steppenwolf. with the horns Steppenwolf clearly they remade him they they look like they, they I gotta be honest I they look like they really worked on Cyborg too his look when I saw in the trailer, I didn't like, but I'll see. I guess we'll see what we'll see in the movie in in a few days. Um, the I thought the cyborg in the Joss Whedon version looked more like the cyborg that I know from comic books in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, look, he looks a little more jagged. The the style, the the mechanics of him, whatever. I guess like I said we'll find out Thursday. Um, I feel like you know they, the suits just kind of sat down with them and kind of like you know what well let's come to some agreements here. You can get to finish your movie. Here's X amount of dollars. You only get this one shot. Just just this one chance to do it. You know, here's an opportunity. Don't squander it because we're going to make money out of it. You you already got paid because he also came out and said he didn't get paid a dime to make this movie. He because he already made it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He did film. He also says he filmed only four minutes of extra footage from this thing, and from what I can gather, it's the Batman Joker scene that was not in the original version of either film. He also says, or some people have also said that, and this is where it gets it gets contradictory because he's people have said that an hour of the the hour there's an hour of Snyder's movie in the Whedon movie. But yet, in the same con- in the same conversation, he says that not a single shot of what's in his movie was in Whedon's movie, mm-hmm. which to me just sounds like alternate takes. It doesn't sound like you can. It's at, that's like a a thin loophole by saying, well, it's 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 the same exact scene, just shot from a different angle. Right. So therefore, it's and as I was telling somebody at work. If the sh- if the scene doesn't work in Joss Whedon's version, no matter what angle you shoot it at, the scene still might not work. Like you, so you're not really you're not getting a better performance out of these guys. You're just getting a different take of the same performance. Right. You know. So you're still in this. I'm like, I, we were talking about it at work, me and, and one of my coworkers, and I was like, there's a part of me that wants wants to be like, I, I just want it to be over. Like I just want to see it. So that way, the next part of the argument can start. Like, I feel like we're everyone's talking in the circles and talking in loops. We do it, too. Like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be great? Is it going to be horrible? Like, I just, I don't care anymore. I just want it out. So that way, the next argument can start. Because you know there's going to be people out there going to go, oh, my God, this was my masterpiece. They should have done this right. You have the zealots who are going to be, you know, 
Um, anybody, anybody who thinks this is good is, is delusional. And, I, and I'll say that now even before seeing it. And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's four hours. Like, in what universe <laughs> was something that good for four hours? I mean, yeah, granted. You, you, Lawrence, of, Lawrence of Arabia. And yeah, and, and that's still that's the number one box office. You know, that's that that hit the top. That's in the top ten of uh, top grossing movies of all time. No, I don't think so. And that and because that, it, it's long. I mean, that's the thing. Like like after a while, you're going, yeah, it's good. You know, like like the Lord of Rings. I mean, like they were great movies. I'm not saying they weren't, but they were like it's not something I'm going to sit down and watch again and again and again. I'll watch that in a few years. Like because it's like I know my ass is already hurting just thinking about it. Going. Yeah, it's tough. That's a tough sit through, you know, kind of thing. And I'd have to watch like one and then one a week or something like that. And then like, you know, spread right. it out without so much. Because it's, it's, it's becomes, it becomes harder and harder to watch these longer movies. And then, because I was always, I always thought when I was younger going, why couldn't they make these movies longer? Like, why does it only be an hour and a half? And then, then you get those long movies, you go, now I know why. Like, right. <laughs> you know, the ignorance, ignorance of youth. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> But the, the, the reality of it is is that we're gonna get more context. So like like I think like with certain scenes you're gonna get more out of it because you're getting four hours worth of content. So like you're taking an hour and a half movie and putting two and a half hour more to it. So like those alternate takes or those scenes or whatever, you're gonna get a better context of what was put together in an hour and a half that Josh Whedon did to make sense of it all. So now you're going, yeah. okay, we're, well, at least at least now I'm going to go, oh, all right, now that makes more sense. Or, oh, that makes more sense. Will I watch it more than once? Probably not. Like, you know, like, like you know, maybe I'll watch it twice. You know, like like once when I, <laughs> once when, when it comes out that way and then eventually when I buy it on Blu-ray or whatever, I'll watch it again <laughs> because, you know, I want to, I want to torture somebody <laughs> with it going, you haven't seen the new judge. You haven't seen the, the Zack Snyder cut. Let's go check this out, you know, and and, and go from there. Because <laughs> I know, I know, some people don't have HBO Max, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I, I got some suckers. I think I can, I can." The, the COVID, the shots are coming out, so I could probably get somebody to come over my house and see right. this son of a bitch, you know, in the future. But anyway, but I digress. <laughs> but the the idea is, is that like it it's it's a four-hour movie like that you 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 can contemplate all you want you can you can you could talk about the artistry the mastery of it the the script writing the acting it doesn't matter it's four hours that's like uh, I, I, I there's I, as it's we talked about our work i just said i felt like like there's a part of me that wants it to be good just because there's so much hype about it just i want it to succeed or be better than what I saw. I enjoyed what I saw, but I want to enjoy a different version, maybe a better version. I, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with four hours. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I can, I can still tolerate that, especially it's more of, you know, I'm, I'm still in that camp, but, um, but then there's this, there's this little part of me, the part of me that, that would go, Oh, if it sucks, it's going to be great for the show. <laughs> like, like if it's bad, like I'm going to, Go in that work the next day. It's the person who I'm talking about going. So, did you watch it? Huh? Oh, what a piece of shit that was. You know, like, like it almost makes me want to be like, oh, I kind of like this is what you get. You asked for it, you got it. Now you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to live with it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. A part of me, part of me, thinking that Warner Brothers was never gonna deliver. Like they, 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 they when they, I, th- I thought it was just a selling point to get people subscribers to HBO Max, like just to just to get people to sign up, like. 
It's like, we're going to have this Zack Snyder cut. And you're going, really? Yeah, I, I want to see this. Like, I'm going to sign up for it. And it's like, we're not going to tell you when, you know, like we'll, we'll, you know, eventually say it. But then you go after like a year or so, you're like, is it coming out? Like, I've had this now for a year and spending a fortune for your service. Now, like, 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 let's do something here. And, 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 and you, you're, you're, you know, they're like, oh no, we, we, we can't do it or whatever. Some, some bullshit story right, yeah, comes some out. Some bullshit, quote unquote, legal issue. Yeah, you know, but then then all of a sudden, like March, and it's just like, well, fuck, I'm signing up then. Like, I'm going to see, right. I'm going to, I'm going to come for come for Wonder Woman '84 and leave after. <laughs> after, I mean, I mean, and there's also, I mean, I feel like it's weird because I'm, while yes, you know what, the Snyder cuts coming out, and while I'm excited for that, and I'm like, yeah, I get to watch it, and maybe it'll be good. I. Only the only movie I'm really interested in seeing as much as Godzilla vs Kong, like which comes out roughly two weeks, a week and a half after it. Like I feel like if you are going to put so much bank behind Justice League, are you really going to want to share that spotlight with another movie, a, a movie that would have been out in theaters? Like I I, I don't know. Like I, I again I I, I hope. I hope for the best because I do want to enjoy it. I do want to like it. I want to be able to walk into work and go, oh, my God, that actually was way better. It's a shame we're never going to see a sequel because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, you know, this is a one and done. Yeah, and, and it's the thing. And I, I mean, I, I, I actually, I really do. I hope it's, I hope it's great. You know, I, I hope I'm meeting Crow next week. Going, geez, that, that I did not see that coming. That was awesome. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm upset now that we're not going to have a sequel. You know, I'm like, I mean, I really feel that that's not going to be the case. I mean, I feel, I feel quite confident sitting on my high horse. Going, yeah, it's going to be a piece of shit. But the the reality of it is, is that I'm like I'm like hey, in a way, in a way, I'm partially thinking. I hope I hope it is good. Like I hope I hope it because in a way, it screws over Warner Brothers big time. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm going to say that I think all the people who are involved in that movie are either well, not they're not all gone because um, the president of the company I think was an executive producer on the movie, not Jeff Johns, but the the Hermana the 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 guy that. The guy that Fisher seems to want to complain about it every other week now, mm. because you know Joss is not into the spotlight anymore. So he's he's shining the spotlight on, like, on the other people who are still there, and even Warner Brothers is like, dude, back off. Like, this is and again. I I I truly believe that this is the reason why they're bringing Supergirl into the Flash movie is because it was supposed to be Cyborg, and since he shot himself in the foot, for noble reasons. And I say questionably because I feel like, you know, he said something was wrong, but he still hasn't said exactly what was wrong. But it has caused enough of a, of a tidal wave to, to hurt other people around there. But also, it, not only his own career. I mean, I guess he'd be willing to sit there. I'm sure somebody is in his camp would be saying, well, if, if, me, stay, if me sacrificing my career helps change something then it was all worth it. But I, he hasn't said anything. So, but he gets taken off of the Flash movie, and he then he makes a statement going, I, I wasn't taken, I walked off, there's no way I'm going to work with this person because when this person's in charge, okay, fine, whatever. But now all that stuff that was supposed to be for Cyborg now needs to be said or felt or 
experienced with another character who can you put in there of super super ability that we maybe can bring in and if Snyder's things all not canon we need to bring in somebody else why not bring in Supergirl because we have the ability because we are losing the show so we don't have to worry about people getting confused we can hire a, a our own actress you know somebody and we can just they're interchangeable instead of he said it's she said mm-hmm. you know instead of we need somebody who can fly supergirl can fly we need somebody who can shoot a laser beam out of their eye supergirl can shoot a laser beam out of her eye mm-hmm. like, so all you really have to do is any kind of those action sequences that might have been written out just erase cyborg and put supergirl in right you know and you also be, make it diverse because well, she's an alien, but the actress is of Latin blood. She's a brunette, but I think they'll just dye her hair blonde. Why not? If they decide to go that route, who knows? Um, I, I don't know. That's the problem. If they do decide that, is it? Are they whitewashing the character because she's <laughs> traditionally a blonde? I don't. That brings up all another issue. Well, wait. Right. I guess tune in. Tune in for those arguments. <laughs> You know, so I, I would just feel like, you know, like him being gone, they had to drop her in. But. <laughs> I, well, I was just saying, though, I mean, like, if this, if this becomes a success, then it's just like, you know, all of a sudden, like now, like uh, Ray Fisher is going to be like, like the highest paying, uh, highest paid actor. Oh, I don't think that. I don't. Justice I mean, League I, 2. I do think that even if, even if it is a hit, I don't think. I will be. You might see him get some other parts, um, maybe. But I, he'll never be cyborg again. Um, he might get, you know, a, a picture deal with maybe Paramount or maybe you know MGM. I don't think he'll ever work for Warner Brothers again. And again, if he feels like, if again, if he's willing to sacrifice his career because he was bigger on Broadway than he was in movie theater in movies, if if he feels like you know like if that's if that's his price. For integrity over artistic, whatever his E over A or whatever his code, his tagline is, mm-hmm. it's you know I, I mean, good for him. But I don't think I, I really do think that his career in movies is subpar at best. I, I think he's going to go as much as I hate to say it. Uh, he's and, I, and as much as I love the actor, you're going to find um, the guy who played Spawn. Um, and he was also in uh, Dark Knight. The uh, he's also Black Dynamite. <laughs> okay. Uh, Just to, I'm getting his name. Uh, Michael Jai White. Okay. I like him. I like him as an actor. I think he's really, really good. But I think that he doesn't have enough star power and I think that he was at top of the world at one point in time <clears throat> and then for whatever reason Hollywood just ignored him I don't know scared of a of a big angry black guy I guess it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if Hollywood thought that way but I think that his every time I see him in a movie I've always liked him in it mm-hmm. I'm like hey look it's Michael J. White yay you know like it's awesome but he's not around enough and I think that, that Ray Fisher is going to be reduced to that it'd be like you know third fourth on the call sheet maybe fifth like a like a day part kind of thing gotcha. if he wants you know if he wants to i don't i don't i would be surprised if we're talking about a movie that he's the star in on the show 
I will. I mean, I'll, I'll be surprised. I don't mean that in like because I'm never going to ever see it. I just don't think Hollywood's going to want to have to have that stigma because no matter where he goes, people are always going to remember that. That it's like Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman is known for touching himself, where Ray Fisher is going to be known for blowing the whistle on whatever happened on Justice League. Right. And I say that because no one really knows no, what, what happened. No, 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 There's been arguments saying that, well, there was some, you know, racial tension. There was, Joss was mean. Joss was cruel. What was said? What was done? You know, if you can't come, we now live in a world where we used to live in a world where um, you needed facts. And then, you know, then it's speculation gets more done. But then, um, we got a, um, small A when he did his when what he did in the public eye claiming that he was beaten up by white supremacist Trump supporters and then when the truth comes out and it's you know everyone was on his side and then the truth comes out mm-hmm. they they turn his back on him and then not too long after that you have the Ray Fisher story so everyone's like well what did he do because we want to believe you however Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, like, give us the proof. Give us the thing. Well, I'm not going to tell you. And then after an investigation, again, we talk about it all the time. Investigation, nothing, you know. But <clears throat> all that being said, Ed, um, I hope it's okay. I hope it's an okay movie. <laughs> huh. um, there is, though, one last thing. Yes. Um, it is... Zack Snyder does explain his the difference between his superheroes and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right now, someone just went, "Marvel's good." <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I could just hear someone went, and then someone went, "So it's because not Disneyfied." During he during a recent chat with the New York Times, Snyder was asked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he explained what makes those films different from the ones he has helmed for the DCEU. Uh, it's obvious that I take these characters and their mythology really seriously. I want them to be fully realized as characters existing in that world. I don't think that it's cool to have fun at their expense. And there was a vision that we had, a complete a complete universe fully fleshed out, and we really wanted to take all take it all the way, he explained. I knew it before Batman v Superman when we made Man of Steel. Marvel is doing something else. They're doing, at the highest level, this popular action comedy with a heart. And they had that, and they have that nailed. An effort, an effort to duplicate that is insanity because they're so good at it. What DC had was mythology at an epic level, and we were going to take them on this amazing journey. Frankly, I was the only one saying that. <clears throat> so when asked if he ever thinks about making the Marvel approach, he replied, no, not at all, he added. Uh, I don't know how to hit a ball any differently than I hit it. A director has one skill, your point of view. That's all you have. If you're trying to in- in- imitate another way of making a movie, then you're on a slippery slope. Hmm. Uh, in you know, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, determined to show, and then they give you kind of the synopsis of the Snyder Cut below. Um, so while he, I understand what he's saying, and I kind of I, I I get it. He saw it one way, and 
he calls the Marvel movies like fun action comedies adventures mm-hmm. you know yeah a popular action comedy with a heart and to me that kind of sums up a comic book <laughs> like <laughs> I mean shouldn't that be what you want not necessarily the action comedy doesn't it you have to have like some levity in something if not it just becomes bleak I mean that's why dramas don't really sell you know what I mean right no I I, I know I understand you completely but the thing is is like like I especially watching all these all these documentaries about especially back you know in the day and all how things were written and how things were designed and all you, you and you you really you really do I mean, like there there's a there's a time and point where I mean Batman was campy there there you know like you know right. we had this this the the 60s show and and it was campy but like even some of their even their comic books were were campy at one point you know like it, sure. it's just the way it's the way to sell comics I mean, it's, it's the way you do it but then after a while they some people took the 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 bleakness of batman and and and, and other justice league characters and 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 giving them more of a human story like a a, a not really a human story, but more of a, uh, a tragic story. You know? uh, and well, that, I would say, you know what? Shakespearean. Yes. Okay. That I, I I I can go with that. Shakespearean story. So you you get more of a uh, unrealistic view, but it's a different take of those characters. So then all of a sudden now it's a brand new world. And I would say that was like more like in the nineties alignment kind of. Uh, 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 you know, situation. If I if I remember, of course, I'm probably way off, and you know, I'm, so, I'm sure a lot of comic book nerds are like, "No, it was this that." It was like, okay, whatever. But it was it was some time. So that's how people see it now, though. I mean, that's the you know, so when they're creating these movies, they're trying to give Batman and Superman and, and Wonder Woman more of a realistic view where they're not worrying about like, you know, getting the, you know, uh, like Spider-Man getting the, getting through the finals on time and be able to, you know, pass a test or, or worried about like a going on a date, you know, kind of thing. They're more worried about the, you know, problem at hand with, you know, dark side coming in and destroying the world or Brainiac coming in or, you know, uh, Joker trying to take over the town, you know, or, 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 you know, or, or, or whatever, whatever their story is. And that's, that's what they're more focused on. So it's a, it's a different story and it's a, it's a different line. So if Zack Snyder, like basically what he's trying to do, I think in the most part, I think the the problem with a lot of those movies is the fact is, is that they take something and they make it different enough to the point where you go in yeah, it doesn't fly like that. It's, you know, that's not, that's not the story we know, you know, and, and, and it's too far off the reservation to make it likable. I, I think, I think the thing with that is, is that it's the heart that's missing. Mm. Like you can still have a, a true gritty story, but every superhero, I, I guess maybe this is the difference between Marvel and DC is that Marvel kept, for lack of a better term, boots on the ground. You know, like, like, I guess it goes back to Stan saying it better than I am about to, is that the idea of, like, you know what, anybody can be behind that mask, but who's the person behind it? If that person's just like you or me, you tend to relate with them more. Mm-hmm. So when they're in danger, you tend to, you tend to feel more about them. Mm-hmm. If you're all-knowing and all-seeing and all-powerful, how do you relate to that? How do you, how do you 
grasp that. Like, I get it. Superman's a god among men. Same with Batman. Same with Wonder Woman. They're all... And again, I've always said in the past, they're the Americanized version of the Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Zeus, Hera, Hades, all of them. Poseidon, Aquaman, you know, Hermes, Flash. Like, you can pull directly from Greek mythology, and they were gods. And I get it, And but in order for them to be gods or in order to make them be superheroes, they need to be flawed and they need to have like, I I don't see does Batman have to be moody all the time? Like I thought that him and with anybody, he could at least be a little lighter around Alfred or at least Alfred can tell him to lighten up a little bit because he did raise him since he was a child. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just these moments like you're trying to tell me like a Superman being I get it that he he has no joy in the world because he's the last son of Krypton and he killed a dude and he's going to suffer for that for all eternity. Like, you're trying to tell me he can't not once learn to relax, take the stick out of his ass? You know? Like, I, I feel like, like, and I, and I get it. And in the heat of battle, like, you know, someone can't look over to someone else and make a lighthearted joke. Like, you know, a one-liner. Like they've they've done that in decades, years. I don't see, but again, that doesn't mean I don't like those things. It just it makes it harder. Like that four hours is gonna be hard if I if there's not at least me there's there's got to be some like breaks in there somewhere. Because if you're gonna tell me is the whole is it gonna be four hours of rainy, gray, like we're just getting through a nice gray winter, you know. <laughs> 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 that, sh- that that shit drags on you, like it, that just kind of wears, wears. On your soul. Yeah, it, does. it wears you down. So I'm gonna watch four hours of dull tones, rain, and pathos. It's all gonna be like angst and oh my god, like with some spectacles. Like oh look, I I think that this shot looks cool. Like oh I like Frank Miller's Batman so much. I love that tank thing. I'm gonna put it in my movie at some point. Um, you know, I'm like Dark Side. I'm gonna make this, and okay, great. But I still feel like you could have, like Flash, Barry Allen's Flash. I don't know how serious he was. I, me personally, I've always been more of a Wally West Flash guy. I always felt he was more lighthearted and more fun. He mm-hmm. took the humor. He he took it a little not as he took it seriously, but he at least knew how to have a sense of humor about it. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. I guess just feel like there's. Maybe, I guess maybe it's because they don't, they're so rushed together as a team that there's no bonding. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem, it's like, I just feel like with the Avengers and stuff like that, you had all these all this time that they can bond with each other and have those jokes. And even when Captain America or when Tony's insulting Captain America, it's always in this type of jokey type, busting balls type thing. Mm-hmm. Now, some people like that and some people don't. I mean, it, it's a choice, but I, I just feel like either way you're going to, it's, I always feel like no matter what, no one's ever going to be happy. It's always going to be like, when this movie comes out, people are going to be like, Oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And I just hope I see some people go, Oh my God, I was wrong. Dot, dot, dot. Whether it be like, I was wrong. This movie did suck. I completely had all my hopes, all my eggs in one basket and I got fucked. I, I look like an idiot because now people are going to quote me or quote me and pulling stuff that I've said on message boards trying to shove it down my throat and I look like an idiot. I can't believe it. Or I can't believe I was wrong. This movie was phenomenal. I, all the stuff that I said and how 
I thought it was going to be crap. I'm eating my words because I really wish we'd gotten this. Like, I, it just feels like no matter what, it's, it's never going to end. It's just not. <laughs> it's not. It's going to be like it's it's going to be the new like argument for like all, are, you, are you a Trek person or a Star Wars person? Are you a Whedon person or are you a Snyder person? Like, <laughs> did you that quick? Bullet point. You're going to be the first date. Well, if we were dating, but at first date, excuse me, did you see Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League? What did you think about it? And if you think it, you didn't like it, then this date is over. <laughs> first off, if that is your first thing you're dating, then you should stop dating because after a while, look, women start to talk on this dork is. <laughs> or even it could be gay. I don't know. It could be anybody. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Shouldn't general. Specific guys. Yeah, it could be two gay guys. Okay, the other gay guy goes, "You're a fucking idiot." Like I can't believe that this is right. the conversation you had. Uh, how how'd your date go? I I I left. Why? They said they liked the stunner cut. <gasps> they a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> Or actually, it's like it's, it's like how you take out while I left that guy. Really, why he started talking about talking about start talking about justly? What a nerd! Well, I think nerd culture is fun. I think you can actually have a conversation. I believe that now because nerd culture is popular culture. I think two people, two adults, can have that conversation. I think it's going to come down to the old. I can't. I had to leave them. I had to leave the date. Why they hated the Snyder cut? <gasps> wow. Jeez, I, sucks to be them. Like you know, just, <laughs> those people deserve never to reproduce. Like you know. they deserve never to be happy. <laughs> like you know, he was just going off about how you know, like how gray and how humorless it was, and I was like, you just don't understand pathos. It is our modern mythology, and you just ah. <laughs> and then the other stream was like, yeah, they just took the whole thing's two words, and I just yelled, oh yeah, explain Martha to me, and I walked out. Ah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 Well, explain when you killed my mom. That was actually, you know, ten years of build up. <laughs> it wasn't just in like forty five minutes, an hour, hour and fifteen. <laughs> they just met. <laughs> All right, sure. I can I can overlook that, but you know what I can't overlook? Flash falling into Wonder Woman's boobs. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, I just it's Thursday, Friday, all new arguments. It's gonna be great. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be it's huge. Gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. huge. It's gonna be bigger than cats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got, Ed. All right, <laughs> I think it. that's enough. I, I hope you enjoyed the show, folks. Uh, remember, you've been listening to Geeksters. Here on your ear holes. Yeah, in case you forgot. In case I need to remind you yet again, <laughs> after two, three hours, it's time for Geeksters. <laughs> Holy shit, I thought I was listening to the Snyder Cut. You know? <laughs> do an audio commentary for the, for the movie. <laughs> hey, look, here it's dark. Oh, look, it's even darker. Oh, no, now, now it's changed. It's kind of a reddish gray. Now... It's raining. Now it's raining. <laughs> I think it got darker. 
can it get darker? I guess it did because there it is. <laughs> I can't believe I'm a darker guy. Look, there's the black suit, Superman. <laughs> I hope it's worth it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a black suit. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Of course, if there's anything you want to see or hear us talk about or want a reaction to something, uh, feel free to just give us suggestions. Uh, you can send some of your suggestions to Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can send some of your suggestions to Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.